Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. What's going on, K Walker and Jay? Mr. Collins. All of, <laughs> AKA Mr. Collins. Eh? <laughs> all is well, all is well, guys. Looking forward to a great one. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to a great one, man. Uh, NBA playoffs is in full effect, so we got some good stuff to get into tonight. So it yes. should be fun. Absolutely, absolutely. I just want to say one thing. I don't know if y'all could see me prior to us coming on, but I'd be grooving to that beat. To our I saw you today. I like wonder why. Playing the I piano wonder why. A little bit or something, Britt. <laughs> I wonder why. Who, 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 more the drum, but huh? Who's the producer of that beat? Who's the producer oh, of that beat? I can't think of the the person's name, but I think um. She's this dope female. Um, oh, yeah, Brittany Jones. That's what it is. That's right. I'll call my friend up. DJ June, if you out there, we need to produce some beats together. He's going to look at me like I'm crazy. He's going to look at me like I'm crazy. All right, guys, but you ready to talk some sports? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Okay, we're going to start off with the NBA playoff because, as we know, that is currently happening right now. My Sixers versus the Celtics. It's getting ready to start soon. Because, <laughs> man, boy, I tell you, you need to see an anxiety pill or something when you watch any Philadelphia team, in my opinion. Um, yes, I put it out there. Um, but, Jay, we'll talk about it off the air. Why, again, you did not put the Sixers and the Celtics on your list. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. No, but I, I, I did add them in my notes, but I thought you wanted to talk about them. That's yeah. why. No, you, you had list. the playoffs this time around, but it's okay. In the meantime, we're going to start off with the Nuggets and the Suns, but we're going to talk about a particular situation. So during the game four of the Nuggets and the Suns, Suns center Nikolai Jokic, if I said that right, uh, went to the bench to grab the basketball um, out of the Suns owner's hands. I think his name is Matt Sheba, something like that. I can't say his last name, guys. I'm not good with right. Um, But which caused a minor incident? Uh, I don't know if you want to say the owner's, the owner flopped, or Jokic was a little too aggressive, but we'll talk about it in a second, which then caused Jokic to receive a technical a day after the game. <clears throat> Jokic did not get suspended, but instead, instead the NBA fined him $25,000. Did the NBA make the right decision in not suspending Jokic, or should he have been suspended? What do you guys think? Uh, Jay, I'm going to start with you first. You know, for me, I thought it was much to do about nothing, to be honest. I thought the owner really had no business inserting himself in the game. As a fan, when the ball comes to you, you just throw it back out. You don't try to hold it. So I thought the owner was wrong in kind of inserting himself in the game. Yes, Jokic gave him a little elbow to the upper chest, but considering the circumstances, I kind of thought it was justified. I know you can't hit a fan, but I was okay with it, actually. And and I was okay with the technical foul as well. I yeah. thought the technical was appropriate. I would have been upset if they suspended him. The series has just been too good to yeah. take the, maybe the best player off the floor. So I thought suspending him would have been too far. I actually don't even love the fact that he got fined. I think the, yeah, the technical, yeah. I think that would have been plenty and they should have just mm. let it go from there. I get it. He made contact with a fan. <laughs> they want to stay consistent. But to me, you know, this one was a little bit different being that it was the owner and the owner kind of yeah. inserted himself into the game. So mm -hmm. I'm glad he didn't get suspended. I thought that would have been way too much. 
So let me, Kayla, before I come to you on this one, let me pose this question to you, Jay, not to come to you back to back with it. If that was Draymond Green, what were your thoughts? Should you think I, he I, be suspended? Or I, like, how would you feel in that situation? It's a fair question because I do think maybe some of your history does matter. And I also think if it was a different fan, maybe the NBA would have acted differently. Like, let's say that was a female fan that got elbowed. Maybe he would have got suspended. So I do think all the situations kind of, you know, you have to take it on a case by case basis. But with Draymond and his history of doing things, maybe he would have got suspended. So I but I just think for this particular situation, I did not want to see a suspension. I thought it was a lot to do about something that was very minor, kind of like you said at the beginning, mm -hmm. Britt, a minor incident. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, look, for me, my first thought was he might get suspended. He probably, maybe he needs to be suspended. I'm not sure. Um, but then I thought later, it wasn't really that big of a deal. Um, I did think, I think Jokic took it too far. You know, let the ref get the ball. Yeah, there's, there's he didn't. No reason. Yeah. The way he, to me, he aggressively kind of went <laughs> over to him. He, now, he probably knew that was the son's owner. Like, let's be real. You know who the owners are of these franchises. So, he probably seen and knew who the owner was, and he went over there, and he aggressively grabbed that basketball. Like, I get it. You want to get the basketball. You want to hurry up. You want to have an advantage because the Phoenix player was trying to get up from doing whatever he was trying to get. It just took him forever to get off the, from the, uh, the, out of the crowd. So I, I understand that. But I think in that situation, you don't want to necessarily escalate it or even put your team at that risk. So just let the refs handle it at that situation. I always felt like if the ball goes into the crowd, let the refs get the basketball point blank period um but i am also glad that the nba did not <clears throat> because like you said jay this series is just too good yeah it's too good it's two two you never know who's going to step up in any particular moment Jokic has been having a fantastic series Devin booker has been playing well so you don't want anybody missing anything um but i will say he was a little overly aggressive. He did do a little bit too much. So I think the $25,000, maybe could have decreased just a little bit. But I think that was justified versus the suspension. Um, but to answer my other question, I asked you, if it was Draymond, <clears throat> I feel, in my opinion, he shouldn't, have been, he shouldn't have gotten suspended in the game. He got suspended. And he shouldn't have got, uh, shouldn't be suspended in this situation either. But I do give credit to Sun's owner because he came out and said, I don't think Jokic needs to be suspended. Yeah. Again, that's his team. Dumb. And he don't <laughs> he don't want nobody if they win, if they win that Dumb. game, he doesn't want anybody complaining. Oh, Jokic wasn't there. That's why you guys win. So I think yeah. that was a cover-up for him. But K Walk, what are your thoughts on Jokic's situation? Well, the comment on the last part, you you mentioned that, that you know, when uh yeah, Ashima came out and said that you know he doesn't think that a Joker should have been suspended. Dumb move by his by his part because you need because of the fact of the matter is you need Jokers out of there. You need every advantage you could possibly have right. in this particular series because the way it started, the series started 2-0, and and it wasn't even a close 2-0. It was a dominant 2-0 by the by the by the Nuggets, but. You know, the, the Suns came back and, and, they, and they obviously they tied it up. So had they won that game, meaning had the Nuggets uh, won that game, do you think mm -hmm. that Matt 
uh, with one T would have said <laughs> would have said that um, you know he shouldn't have been suspended. Um, yeah, I think that the, the different outcome would have would have been um, given a different response. But yeah, I agree with you guys both. I, I think it was you know it was it was gameship by uh, two competitors. Um, you know, uh, Ashiba, uh, the the owner, son's owner, uh, did exactly what he did. I mean, he I love the flop. You know, he, it's all about gameship. I love the flop. I love it. He knew who it was. He knew what yeah. was about. He knew what was at in the moment. And that's what I yeah. loved about it. It was an in the moment thing. He's a smart guy. He knew uh, exactly what what was at stake at that point. So um, yeah, I mean, twenty five k to uh, Joker is is just that. It's a joke. It's a drop in the bucket. Right. So you know, um, yeah, I don't think he should have got suspended. Uh, DeAndre Aiden made a came should have came out and said, yeah, I think he should have got suspended. That's no deal because he is just making DeAndre yeah. Aiden look like yeah. an, uh, Andre Aiden, no D. Yeah, <laughs> without D. Yeah. So yeah. um, <laughs> to be honest with you, mm. so um. With that being said, yeah, I, I think they handled. I think everyone handled it appropriately. I think the mm -hmm. league handled it appropriately. gave uh, the, the, the 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 officials gave them the tech in the moment. The league gave them, um, you know, twenty five thousand uh, dollar uh, fine, and no suspension was added on to it. And now it's two two, and we're looking forward to uh, a great series going forward. So yeah, I think everyone handled it appropriately. I loved it. I thought it brought a, uh, more mm -hmm. life, a little life to the series because at the in the beginning it just seemed like this was going to be a runaway by the Nuggets. So it, it brought some life to it, and I liked it. I liked every the way everyone handled it. Yeah, and then now we have uh I'ma just say my mama, but she said absolutely not. I think that was an an egregious overreaction <laughs> based on the incident. All right, mama. Yeah. Use those words. I love it. I'm, I'm kind of with mom egregious. on this. I, one. Like, I, am. I, 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 I wish agree. they wouldn't have gave him the fine either. Like that's, I that's like a drop in the bucket, though. That it is. Exactly he probably could find that in the armrest of his car. Ashtray money. I agree with that's, you. But I just felt like to him. They could have just let the technical and they could have just let it But you're right, K-Walk. 25 grand to a man that's making like 35 a year. It's nothing. And yes. mom, I agree with it. If mom says it's egregious, I'm going with mom. I'm never going against mom, especially <laughs> yeah. especially this Mother's Day is coming up too. So I'm never going against your mom. <laughs> yes, it is. It is Mother's Day. But before we move on, I do have another question pertaining to this. Do you guys think history should be applied when making a decision on current situations? Like we've seen it happen in the Draymond situation. We've seen it happen with other players. Jokic is not really known for. Or he he doesn't really get caught. Let me let make this clear because he does his stuff too. He does some stuff. Yeah. He does some stuff. I've seen him <laughs> throw them elbows. He does yep. some stuff, but he doesn't really get caught or called called. Uh, they don't call it. Do you think history should play a major part in making decisions on current situations, or should they just leave it be? K Walk J, whoever wants to take this first. I kind of do, Britt, because I, I do think you're, I mean, it's called a reputation for a reason, you know? And if, mm -hmm. if I've got a history of always doing something a little bit dirty or, or kind of playing right on the edge of the line between, between mm -hmm. what's clean and what's not, and then all of a sudden something happens, I feel like that's going to play into it. Because I think the, the issue is sometimes it's hard to tell especially in these playoffs, there's been some, some things that have happened. And for me, it's been hard to tell, like, was that intentional or did that just kind of happen in the flow of the game? So I feel like if you've got a history of doing stuff and one of those calls comes up where it's kind of hard to tell, like, did he do that on purpose or did that just happen? I think your reputation is going to come into it. It's only human nature. Like if, I, if I've got a reputation 
for being one of those guys. I can't all of a sudden ask the league to oh take it on a case by case basis. So I'm okay with it. I get where you're going, Britt. You know, sometimes you feel like, look, we just need to look at the incident for what it is. But I think it's hard to kind of push someone's reputation aside, especially if they've committed multiple acts. It's just Mm -hmm. hard to push that aside. All right, Judge Collins in the court of the NBA. (laughs) Okay, well, what are your thoughts on that? (laughs) Yeah, I agree and I disagree at the same time because, you know, sometimes when you have a reputation, you you build up a certain tolerance. Um, You know, refs build up a certain tolerance. Like, look at Draymond. Like, some of the stuff that Draymond gets away with, a lot of guys can't do that, can't get away Mm -hmm. with some of the stuff that Draymond gets away with because Mm -hmm. of the fact that no matter, he's Draymond. He has that reputation. But Let's say, uh, let's say Jokers, we're using him as an example. Let's say he goes at a ref and he's constantly in it, or he gets in his face once, but Draymond's mm-hmm. constantly in his face. But oh, this is Draymond, or we, you know, you take Draymond, you know, yeah. at face value, and that's Draymond. But if Jokers just said the same thing in the same manner, but he doesn't mm-hmm. do it as much as Draymond, he gets hit with a fine. Yeah. So why? So, so you know, I so I agree with it. Yes, I do, and I don't agree with it. So, you know, with that being said. Uh, yeah, Draymond's going to get away with a lot more than Jokers is going to get away with. Then maybe, uh, um, you know, maybe a LeBron or maybe mm-hmm. a KD, just naming some big time names out there who don't ne- that don't necessarily follow that particular route because Draymond Green is known for more of his antics than he is his ball play. So, yeah, I mean, um, to answer your question, Britt, I think reputation does play mm-hmm. a part in it on both sides, whether you get hit with it or whether you don't get hit with it, whether how much you can get away with as opposed to what you can't get away with. And I just think that now, Draymond's built that tolerance level. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, is that a Draymond problem or is that an NBA with their lack of consistency oh. problem? Because do you think well, the NBA could have or the rest could have said this from the from the very beginning? Um, I know it's hard because the NBA has been established for over 75 years, right? Mm-hmm. And there's been different mm-hmm. players that have been able to do Dennis Rodman was one of them, so right, it's just right, a right, constant exactly. thing. So is it like, is that a Draymond? Because he knows he could get away with yeah. it. Yeah, no, right? so it's definitely not a Draymond. Yeah, or is a Draymond that an problem. NBA problem for not consistently yeah. calling things equally amongst all these players? Yeah, you know what? Go ahead, Jay. I, oh, yeah, I, I think it's like a human problem. Like, I think mm-hmm. we do this in our own lives, you know? Like, I know I do it at my school kids. with some of my kids. kids. I like, do it with my kids. The one yeah. who's constantly mm-hmm. in trouble. You know, mm-hmm. you give them a little more leeway just because you know it's going to be something else coming down the pipe. <laughs> so I, then the ones that never do anything, they do something and you're like, come on, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, you know so better than that. You know better just, than yeah. that. So I think it's just a human thing. I really think mm-hmm. it's just a human nature thing. You're right, K-Walk. It works for you and it also works mm-hmm. against you, just kind of yeah. depending on the situation. Right. Exactly. right. Well, I guess we'll see what happens further down the line. But Draymond... Can't keep costing his team. This was maybe this may be the second time yeah. during his career that could potentially cost his team. But I guess yeah. they they got out they got out of it the first time. So let's see. Yeah. They might sure be on their way again. out now, though. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, all right, guys, we're gonna move on. Um, don't worry, we're definitely gonna have NBA more NBA in depth playoffs. That's gonna come during Jay's segment. Um, I'm more right now on the surface of everything. So what I want to get into because. We all know who the New York Knicks' number one fan is. If you pay attention to the New York Knickerbockers, we know their number one fan. That one guy that stands on the bench that irritates everybody's soul from the players 
to the fan base, to anybody who's watching, just a good game and a fan of TV. We love them dearly. We love everything about them. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Spike Lee. Great director, great, I guess he's an okay actor, right? He acts in his own stuff. But we know him as a fantastic director, has done a lot for uh, our community and, you know, just different communities out there. I have a question for you guys. Do you think Spike Lee is a curse or a jinx, however you want to call it, for these New York Knicks? <laughs> Do you think? K-Walk, I'm going to come to you first. Spike Lee is definitely not the uh, is definitely not the uh, the jinx for the Knicks. I mean, he's been there since day one. He's been there since the ups and downs, the ins and outs. I mean, he's been through. You know who the jinx are? The fake Knicks fans that come out and don't support these don't support this organization like they're supposed to. He's there through the thick and thin, through the one and fives, through the you know the the, the twenty and 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 forty two or the twenty and, and sixty two seasons, the sixty two and twenty seasons. He's there repping no matter what, not just in the garden. He's in you know he's in the Staples Center, you know he's in Miami, you know wherever the case may be. So he's definitely not the jinx. I'm so sick of seeing these fake fans come out, these fake celebrity fans come out. Because the Knicks fans are because the Knicks are winning or they're in a situation to get to the next round in the playoffs. Those are the cursed guys. Those are the people that that need to go. Like I don't want to see Tracy. I don't want to see uh, Tracy Morgan. I know he's out there more than some of these guys, but other these all these celebrities that you know you generally don't see. No, those those are the guys that are that, that are that are cursed right there. But Spike Lee's a diehard man. Love him. He does the right thing. He does the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, speaking, he's not the curse. Speaking, <laughs> speaking from a New Yorker who's a Heat fan. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Heat fan. <laughs> <laughs> Way to point that out. <laughs> um, but Jay, you know, we we've seen this before. Like you we've seen Spike Lee go at yep. Reggie Miller. Reggie yep. Miller does the choke thing. We've seen him mm-hmm. go at Michael Jordan. All of a sudden, these guys just kill the Knicks. It's like they turn something on yep. just because of Spike Lee wants to irritate them and aggravate them on the court. And then you have players tell them, sit down and shut up. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to hear you. If yep. you stop if you stop talking, then maybe we'll stop beating your team. But what are your thoughts on this, Jack? <laughs> right. What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, look, I, I don't want to go as far as to say like he's, he's, he's the curse or the jinx. <laughs> But I will say he's the motivation for some of these opposing teams. Yeah, for sure. sure. We've seen it happen with the Reggie Miller thing. Everybody knows about that. He's Mm -hmm. so demonstrative on the sideline, right? He's standing up. He's cheering. He's practically right out on the floor Mm -hmm. that it's very difficult for an opposing player, especially a great player on the other team, not to kind of look at Spike and want to shut him up with his game. So I'm not going to say he's a curse, but I will say he does give the other team a little something extra to maybe kind of shut him up and put him back in his seat. So, uh, yeah, he's not the curse, but he's motivation for sure. Scotty Pippen, sit your yeah, that's right. He, he may have cost him a few games, too. I'll, I'll go as far as to say he may have cost him a few games. Um, no, you know what? I, I agree. I don't I don't think he's a curse or a jinx, um, but I, I do believe, like you said, Jack, he absolutely gives the opposing player, their star player, added motivation. If they didn't have any more motivation, I mean, you're already coming into a star-studded situation. You're in Madison Square Garden and the the most popular city in the world, right? Um, Or the most iconic city in the world, I should say. 
and then you add that on top of it, like, okay, Spike, you got to learn your lesson. The question is, will he ever learn his his lesson? Because he's been doing it a little bit, and now in this series with Jimmy yeah. Butler and the Heat, he yeah, got his Spike. little I love back Spike. And he does not learn his lesson. Now, look, they're down 3-1. I don't think they're coming back. Look, but we'll talk about that more later. Um, Stephen A. <clears throat> Stephen A. He's, an, he's not he's as bad as Spike. One, yeah. He's another one, but he's not as bad as Spike. Spike, I think, is a little bit worse. But, you know, Stephen A. Look, Michael I love Stephen A. Stephen A is the Michael Stephen Irvin a. of the NBA. Yeah, I love Stephen A. Smith, but sometimes he's a Knicks fan. Sometimes he's a Sixers fan. Sometimes he's another fan. So I, I might have proved your point a little bit earlier. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. On that note, because <laughs> I, I'm not going to get into that one much further. Because <laughs> um, we're going to get him on this show one day. One day. Um, we're going to move on before we head into break. So before we go into break, guys, I want to talk about the Bucks. Um, after the Bucks were eliminated in round one in a gentleman's sweep by the Heat, by K-Walk's Heat, um, the Bucks ended up firing coach, head coach Mike Buttonholzer. Did I say that right? Buttonholzer? Buttonholzer? What is it? Buttonholzer? Buttonholzer. Okay. After five years and winning a championship there as well, I think the champ- that was their first championship in over 50 years. Was it the right decision to do that? Jay, what are your thoughts? I'm going to be interested to see what you guys think about this because I actually do think it was the right call. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know if I think he's a great coach. I think he benefited that one kind of weird playoff year mm-hmm. where Kyrie got hurt or I'm not sure they really beat the Nets and win a championship that year. <laughs> he's got Giannis. He's got Middleton. Mm-hmm. Who's the other dude that they got? Um, their third True. best player. Yeah, Holiday. He's got a good team. Right. I don't, I mean, there's rumors kind of around the league that he's not a great X and O guy. So I, I think there has to be something to that. Otherwise, why would why would you fire this man after just winning a championship a few years right. ago? I feel like he kind of backed into that championship. They won it, so give him credit for it. But I don't know that he's the best guy for that job. I feel like they think they can probably upgrade the position, and that's mm-hmm. probably why they went ahead and got rid of it. Yeah, no, I actually agree with you. You know, I had to really sit down and think about this one. Um, that's the first thing you think of. They just got a championship. Um, but everything to me fell in the right place for in order for them to win that championship. And then I'm looking at the first series. Um, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Jimmy Butler, major fan. I respect the Heat. So, okay, we're going to take this any other way. Oh, no, um, no. But the way they defended the Heat, to me, you could tell that head coach did was is not an X and O's X and O's guys, X and O type of guy. Um, Jimmy kept coming off the screen and just going right into a shot every time. They kept playing some sort of drop coverage, defensive coverage, <clears throat> and I'm like, why are you stepping back from Jimmy Butler? He's killing you in two straight games, doing that same exact thing over and over and over again and they could not stop it whatsoever and Giannis look I have a lot of respect for Giannis but don't tell me after the series is over oh I wanted to defend Jimmy Butler <laughs> oh yeah so right. you're telling me if you didn't go to your head if, if that, that's a problem to me if you went to your head coach as the star and a, pre, a pretty decent defender yeah and he told you no you cannot defend Jimmy Butler I understand why they fire him if that is true right I hope that's not true because that to me looks even worse 
on uh, on that head coach. And the reason why he may not see another job as a head coach for a while because of situations like that. Um, To me, that was that was that was big. You can't allow a team to beat you continuously beat you the same exact way, especially in the playoff games. And you make no adjustments over a five game series. But K-Walk, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you guys. I, you know, when it first happened, I was surprised. I wasn't expecting it um, for sure. Uh, but when it happened, I'm like, and you, you break it down and you realize, like, you know what? Maybe, yeah, if you look at the way the outcome of that first uh, series went down, you know, the, the, the heat and the way that they got into the uh, – uh, not just in the playoffs, but, they, you know, they lost to the Hawks in the, in, uh, in the mm-hmm. opening uh, play-in game. And they, they were down uh, late uh, against the Bulls in that game as well. And they had to come back and win that game. And then to lose in the fashion that they did. I know Giannis was out. They felt like they, even though Giannis was out, they still were able to beat the uh, the Heat. But what um, – we talk about coaching. And and what Spolst did was, um, I think, what was the game-changing aspect of the uh, the series was he started to have Bam run the point. And because he knew that Lopez was going to be on him, so that he ran the offense through Bam running the point, and and uh, and um, Bruce didn't they didn't did no adjustments, made no adjustments towards that, and I think that's what ultimately um, happened. And then Jimmy Butler went crazy, like you mentioned, Britt. You know, Giannis wanted to guard him, but they said no. You know, we're going to stick to the game plan. This is the game plan. We're going to execute it, and now we we go out there and 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 you know deal with the outcome. That's what ultimately happened. So, yeah, I mean, we saw that he was definitely outcoached. And then, you know, when you have a player with, like, you know, Jimmy Butler and then you have a coach like uh, Spose, so, you know, that collaboration uh, it was the difference. And then that, that showed, like, you know, sometimes you can have the best players, but that's necessarily not have the best game plan. Yeah, and rumor has it, too, that Giannis was okay with with the firing, that he was okay with yeah. him moving yeah. on. So, yeah. obviously, you know, there's probably got to be – if there's smoke, there's fire, there's got to be yeah. some truth to that. So, if Giannis was okay with it, then obviously something was wrong. Yeah, he, he, and you could tell he was frustrated. I mean, I'm sorry, Britt, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but no, you could no, tell that – I think it was – I don't know if it was game five or game four – when the one guy asked me, so you asked me this last year, you know, yeah. you know, he asked me the same question last year, and then he started grambling and on yeah, and on and on. Yeah. So you could tell right. that it has something to do with the coach. I mean, it's hindsight, but and then, you know, but still, nonetheless, you're right, Jay. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So, yeah, he needed to get fired because I'm putting my best defender on their best player, who's been killing us, yeah, all all series long. So yeah, that was a big mistake and a huge, uh, even bigger missed opportunity all right guys we're going to head into our first break here um when we come back we're going <clears> to <throat> do some take your picks we have two different editions for it we're going to do them back to back one in the nba the others in the nfl um but also please please subscribe like and comment if you comment while we are live we will respond as much as possible um read them i'm sorry read your comment out here on live and then try to respond um as soon as possible as well but also share our page like subscribe at the sideline speaks on youtube at sideline speaks twitter we are also on apple Podcasts, uh spotify and google Podcasts as well but you guys are listening to the sideline speaks with myself Brittany jones alongside jason collins and kevin walker right here on never had it so good sports media network camplyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work let's put it all together that we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get offs, 
counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome back. Welcome back to the sideline speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. All right, guys, prior to the break, I came and said, we're going to do what's called Take Your Picks, two different editions. So first, we're going to start with the NBA, since we are currently um, in the playoffs, and these are current NBA players' editions. So you just choose one or the other. Now, disclaimer, right from the beginning, these are all healthy players, okay? So you cannot factor health into the situation, all right? (laughs) No factoring of health. We're going to start with the first one, a healthy Anthony Davis <laughs> at his best or a Giannis Antetokounmpo. I don't know if I said that right, but it sounds good enough. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Who you got? Take cool. your pick. Uh, K-Walk, I'm going to come to you first. Wow. Um, I'm going to take Giannis. Yeah, that, I'm going to take Giannis, though. It is tough, but I'm going to take Giannis because of the fact that the matter is sometimes even not not health, uh, not the um, factor in the health, but um, sometimes AD can flake out mentally. And I'm not trying to put any, you know, make any fun out in regards to that. But sometimes he can he can disengage, if you will. Um, so I'm going to take Giannis. Um, I think he can do a little bit more on the defensive. I know AD can play defense as yeah. well. But you know what? What bothers me with Giannis is that that free throw shooting at the end. <laughs> <sighs> well, wait, man, let me retract it. The more I mean, let, 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 let me pause. Let me pause. I don't want to retract. Let me just pause. Um. Wow. All right. You know what? I, I'm I'm still going to take Giannis. I think Giannis can still be better than some of the uh, some of the best of them. So I'm going to take Giannis. Um. With a little slight hesitation with the free throws, he kind of he kind of disappears in clutch uh, situations, especially if he's you know he's going to get fouled. If you saw in the, the the Heat series, he tried to throw the ball away to uh, Middleton, you know, so he won't get fouled. He have to hit those free throws late in, uh, in the uh, the game. So I'll take Giannis. Woo! I'll take Giannis. I'm taking Giannis. Okay. You don't sound too confident okay. in that. You yeah. sure? Hey, I'm on the fence. I'm on the <laughs> fence. I am, but I am taking Giannis. Um, I think. It is tough. This is tough. But if they're healthy and they're both playing at their best, um, I got to go with Anthony Davis um, because he is good. He is a good defender. I don't know if he's as good a defender as a Giannis, but he is a good defender. He's long, um, but he can shoot the ball. He has a lot of post post moves. Just offensive. His offensive skill set is just out of this world for the most part. And if it comes down to the stretch, you don't have to worry about him missing any free throws. But I will say the downside is what you said, K-Walk. Sometimes he checks out. You know, he should be the superstar of the team, but he leans too much towards other stars, and he doesn't do what he's capable of. He doesn't play his best all the time. But when he is at his best, that is a hard team to stop unless he's going up against certain people, Um, not named Giannis. (laughs) <laughs> but Jay, who you got? Which way you going? 
It's it's tough, Britt, because I think you're right. Like when AD's at his best, I probably would lean towards AD. But the problem to me is AD's at his best one every three or four games. Right. Like he'll play a great game and then he'll disappear for a couple of games. And then he'll play a great game and then he'll score 13 points the next night. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Giannis, he's going to bring it every single night. You know you're getting Giannis's absolute best effort. So – I agree. It's really close. I'm going to take Giannis just because I want the guy that's going to bring it every single night. So I'm going to take Giannis, but I think you can't really go wrong with either one of these guys. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to go yeah. by, by, by an eyebrow, but eyebrows, <laughs> yeah, Giannis, though. But he still got the unibrow. I thought he shaved it. He didn't shave it? No. Think oh, I'm still Giannis. Giannis's eyebrow. He still got it? Okay. Um, but yeah, no, no. I And I can't disagree with you guys. I just think that when AD does have it together that one yeah. night, yeah, it's, it's just so hard to stop them. Yeah, really it really does. All right, guys, next one. Some of these guys are no longer in the playoffs, by the way. Well, Giannis isn't. Um, Luka Doncic or Kyrie Irving? Take your pick. Jay, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Man, this is tough, but I, I've kind of I've kind of come off a Luca just a little bit. I'm gonna take Kyrie. I think offensively, obviously, they're both really skilled, uh, great shot makers. Um, I think Kyrie obviously handles the ball better. I think Kyrie might be a little bit better at getting to the rim and finishing. Neither one of them is gonna set the world on fire defensively, but at least Kyrie tries a little bit on defense, whereas Luca does doesn't play defense at all. Mm. So I'm gonna take Kyrie. I know most people, most NBA people would probably take Luca without a question, but I've kind of cooled off on him a little bit after watching him a little bit more this year. I'm gonna take Kyrie. Yeah, I can't disagree with you, Jay. Um, look, I know Kyrie is a headache. Um, as far as just selfishness at times, but when he's in the game, similar to AD situation, when he's focused on that game and that's all he's focused on, he is box office. He is lights out. Yeah. Um, I even think sometimes he's better than Luca offensively. Call me crazy. Um, maybe if you want to say Luca's a better overall shooter, sure. But Kyrie will drop him. <laughs> He'll drop five, six, seven, eight, nine in a row. He'll just kill you offense, and it's so hard to guard. Kyrie Irving. It really is. And like you said, the biggest factor for me, because you guys know how I am with two-way players, Kyrie's not necessarily a two-way player, but he will give effort on the defensive side of the ball. We've seen him pick some big-time stars. James yeah. Harden. I've seen him pick off Devin Booker. So he definitely gives effort on the defensive side of the ball at times. But K-Walk, who you got? Yeah, I'm going to make this unanimous. I'm going to go with Kyrie because watching Luca is like watching uh, cement pour into a, uh, you know, pour into a hole. It just seems like it's just so slow and just like so like, all right, get to the point already. You know, we know why you're here. So it's, it's so boring to watch it, but it's effective, though. Nonetheless, it's like cement pouring into, you know, a, a, into their the, the area that they're supposed to be poured into. It's still effective. But with Kyrie, you seem to get a little bit more excitement there you know he can do a little Mm -hmm. bit more inside outside and when he does want to he can play defense he really can i've I've actually watched him play one-on-one defense sometimes he does check a lot of times not sometimes a lot of times he does check out um and that but if he dials into it on both ends of the court he can really be effective on both ends of the court luca i I, i've never seen luca you know try to play defense at any point i don't know you know 
I've never seen it. So I'm not even going to, I can't bring up one example or anything like that. But um, yeah, so uh, with that being said, I'm going to go with you guys. No, he does not. He does not. He doesn't. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Kyrie here with you guys. That's why I'm be honest with you guys. That's why it drives me insane when I see a Dallas Mavericks fan come out of nowhere. First of all, Dallas Mavericks fans shouldn't come yeah. out of nowhere. But yeah. um, Lucas, Unless it's Dirk or Mark Cuban, I don't want to hear from you. Right. <laughs> Like, Luca's the best player in the NBA. Uh, you've been drinking too much. You haven't even been smoking. You've just been drinking uh, <laughs> a little bit too much. Um, all right, guys, next one. We got Devin Booker or Damian Lillard. They're both at the end of their game. Okay, well, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, um, I'm going to go Devin Booker, man. I mean, I love Damon Litter. I love everything about him. Game, uh, game time. I know he can hit those deep shots, but, you know, how often do you really want to take those deep shots? Um, but Devin mm-hmm. Booker, he just seems to be more consistent with it. Um, I love his confidence. I love his swag. Not saying that Dame doesn't uh, have that swag or have that confidence, but it's just something about Devin Booker that he's able to uh, consistently get those 31 points. I know we see – Dame get 50, 45, mm-hmm. but those are big time games and, you know, making big time shots with Devin Booker. It just seems so much more fluent. Um, you know, it seems like it's within his game. He doesn't have to stretch. He doesn't have to do all that, you know, mm-hmm. three core shots, shooting from the logo, things of that nature. He could beat you inside and outside with Dame. It just seems like he's more of a showman than anything else. Um, right. But I, I love, I love Devin Booker, man. I really do. Um, I love his game. I love the way he's coming out and he's putting this team, the meaning the Suns, along with KD. I know we're going to dive into those guys, but um, I love the way he's going about his game right now, his craft, and, um, mm-hmm. and keeping his guys and bringing his game, his, his series back to life. So I'll take Devin Booker over Dame Litter any day of the week. Sorry, Dave. Um, yeah, I Don't think I agree with button. you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I agree with you. I was going to go the other way, um, but the more you were explaining, I was like, man, he's right. And just to see what he did just a couple games ago, uh, the amount of points he scored, shooting over 70% between two playoff games, which has never been done before in the playoff series. I mean, we've seen him drop, what was it, 70 points in a game. Like he, When he's on, he's just, oh, my goodness. And he could carry your team to a victory. Yes. Win. He really yeah. honestly can. He can. Um, you could depend on Devin Booker when he gets in that zone to win a game if you need him to. Damian Lillard, he's just a talent. He's a great shooter. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it could be the team that he's on. Maybe if you put him on a team with a KD, with a Joel Embiid, where somebody else is the focus, then maybe we could see more. Yeah, but he he doesn't yeah. play like a Devin Booker. <laughs> he really, honestly, he mm. just doesn't play like a Devin Booker. Like you said, okay, well, Devin Booker, he's a – he scored on all three, three, uh, uh, you know, what I'm trying to say three levels, yeah. all three yes. levels. He could shoot mm-hmm. from the outside, he has the mid range, and then he could go in. Um, we, I guess, we just don't see enough of it from a Damian Lillard, and it's probably because where he's located, also. But Jay, who That's you right. got to take your yeah. pick? Yeah, no, I think every all the accolades you guys just gave Devin Booker, and I still don't know if that does him justice. Like, this guy <laughs> is phenomenal. And right. I, I just think that because he plays out West, you know, the games mm-hmm. come on late during the season. We don't really watch him that much. Like, he's 26 years old, and mm-hmm. he is in the, his prime. 
his game, I mean, his offensive game is ridiculous. And Britt, he does it on both ends. He plays right. defense yeah. too. And and then just his size, like I, I'm taking him over Dame any day of the week. Right. And it's no yeah. slight against Dame, but Devin exactly. Booker is just elevating himself to a completely different level right now. So I got Booker every day, not even close. I think we was trying to be a little nice. Kid. I'm in my nice mood today, guys. I was hoping like, we can get him more. I love hoping we get him more. Right, right. Like I love, I love Dame time. Like let's yeah, just, I like Dame, Dame time for a reason. But yeah, like you said, Devin Booker, he's only 26 years old. He's at the beginning of his prime. Yeah, he still has ridiculous. another what five, six years. So, and he's probably only going to get better than what he's doing now, especially with the experience that he's getting in the playoffs. He is very ridiculous. All right, a couple more guys, and we're going to move to the next take your pick. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Big men. Tell me, guys. I'm going to ask you. Big men or forwards? Which one y'all want? I'd say, I'd say, let's go big man. Let's go big man. All right, go big man. All right. I was going to say, we're going to defer to Mr. Collins. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go big man. I'm with you, guys. Um, all right, so we have, this might be a little tough. We have Brooke Lopez. Or Al Horford. Like you said, big man. <laughs> Brooke Lopez or Al Horford? They're not big uh, men. Oh, okay, I they? guess the, I guess in this day and age, they are. Um, <laughs> they're big men. Uh, so, so with that being said, let me go first. I go. I'll go first. Go ahead, Mark. Look, don't, don't think it's as easy as because they both do a lot of the same things. So right. But uh, I mean, K. Watson, she's you go. <laughs> oh, you want to go with Jay? You can go with Jay. Look, I'll make this one quick and easy. I'm taking easy Al Horford. There's something about Brooke Lopez that I just don't like. He gets <laughs> under my skin. I, I just don't like that guy. He just annoys me with some of his antics and hand motions and facial expressions. I think he's too big to be sitting out by the three-point line all the time. I like Al Horford, man. He's going to give you some hard, tough-nosed minutes anytime he's in the game. He's improved his shooting range. He'll hit a big three for you if you need to. And he's going to play tough and physical on the defensive end. I'm taking Al Horford. Well, Brooke Lopez, please disregard what he said. We want to on this show one day. But no, I'm just kidding. K-Walk. walk <laughs> Yeah, I have to agree because when you said Brooke Lopez, and I said, and I said, I immediately said, I thought we were talking about big man. I, I don't factor him. I know he's tall, and you know he's a big man, and you know as far as size goes, but he doesn't have that big man mentality. Al Al mm-hmm. Horford, I, I think you know if you saw Al Horford and what he did the last game, even though they lost against the Sixers, the way he yeah. played Joel and B straight yes. up, um, I thought that you know he showed a little bit more big man uh, uh, tendencies than than, mm-hmm. than Brooke Lopez did, and then I and reason why that. They're in the second round, and Brook Lopez is wherever the Bucks go on their offseason, during their offseason. So um, I, I I immediately have to go to Al Horford, even though Al Horford does have a great mm-hmm. out. Um, you know, uh, he's a stretch five guy as well, just as Brook Lopez. But I think that if you want to – if you if – you, want to go down there and you say, who do you want down in the trenches to play defense against Joel Embiid? Do you want mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez or do you want Al Horford? I think a lot of people, the majority would say um, Al Horford. So with that being said, I'm going to say Al Horford because I think he can match up better with Joel Embiid. And I say he's a great matchup for mm-hmm. Joel Embiid, just a better matchup than, mm-hmm. uh, than Brooke Lopez would be against Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let's go to the next one here. <laughs> I guess that's a segue to Joel Embiid. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, uh, 
No, if you watch both of them, they're both actually pretty good defenders when it comes to against Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid has destroyed both of them. Um, I think the only defend the good defense against Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid. Depends on whether he wants to be aggressive that day or he wants to play hurt that day. It's just up to him, <laughs> right? Um, no, seriously. Um, but if I had to choose, this one is a lot harder because they do a lot of the same things. You know, Brooke Lopez can defend. He's a big body who can defend some of these guys. Now, the difference is maybe Al Horford can step out on the perimeter a little bit more versus a Brooke Lopez. So maybe there's where you have your advantage. Brooke Lopez, if you see if he steps out on that perimeter, it's just not a good look at all because he's not quick enough. He doesn't move his feet quick enough at all. So what is wrong with you? And what the heck is so funny? <laughs> Jay's killing me. Jay, one Jay is not trying to talk about Joel and being the Sixers. And he's trying to talk. Because he, 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 he don't want them to win nothing. No. I can tell. <laughs> we, look, we called this out on uh, on the pre-show prior to the start of the show. Ladies, we know why he don't want them to win nothing. No. Guys, I got the Sixers on my list tonight. I know I didn't put it in the thread, but they're on my list tonight. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, go back oh. in the 47-minute mark, and when when Britt's talking about Joe B, just focus on Jay's reaction and his Facebook expression. I could not get away from that. So, you go know ahead. what? I'm Before sorry, we Brit. go to the next one, because I, I had Al Warford was my choice. Before we go to the next one, Jay, what is your thing against Joe Embiid? I like Joe Embiid. I really do. Look, the other day, the other the game the other day, mm-hmm. whatever day that was, Sunday, I think, I was watching Joel Embiid, and I was saying to myself, like, man, this guy, when he wants to be, he's almost as unstoppable as Shaq was. And he's got a little bit more offensive skill. Like, not a little bit more, a lot more offense. He can step out and shoot the jumper. He can shoot the three. I mean, when he's on his game, you cannot stop this guy. So I don't have anything against Joel B. I I like Joel B. The more I've watched him, Mm -hmm. the the more impressed I am with his game. But I agree, Britt, to your point. And I think, um, you know, that that showed up a little bit on Sunday, too. He's got to be aggressive, especially late in the game. You can't shy away from touches. You can't shy away from taking shots. But look, when this guy's on his game, there there's no one that has an answer for Joel Embiid. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, to his credit, though. And I hate giving players credit, even if they're injured, because if you play, you play it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I really do believe that. He does have a messed up knee. Yeah. I didn't realize he was supposed to be out four to six weeks. So for him to be back after eight days, a big man with knee issues. But that's still no excuse. So he got to get better, like he said, the last game. Although he did drop 34 points last game. That's he's, the thing. He's ridiculous. He for really him is. to get so much criticism and still drop 34 points, that's ridiculous. All right, let's continue on. Uh, last one, guys. We actually, My team's actually going against them. Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? And this one, I want you to look at it from this playoff standpoint, this year's. Not what they've done throughout their career, just this particular playoff standpoint. Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? Jay, I'm going to come to you first. I think if we're just talking about this playoff run, I'm going to take Jalen Brown. I think he's been more consistent. He's been more aggressive. I think overall, like if, if Tatum's probably the better player, but I think over the last few weeks, Jalen Brown has done more for the Celtics than Tatum has. So if I'm just looking at a small window, I'm, I'm going to take Jalen Brown right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, what well, who you got? 
Yeah, I I agree. I think this is the reason why the the season hasn't been. I mean, the series hasn't been a sweep or at least three one right now because of Jalen Brown because. Jason Tatum has tapped out the uh, the uh, a couple of games here, and I'm looking at it, they're up three right now. But nonetheless, um, yeah, I, I, the J- Jalen Brown has come into play. He's focused. I don't know if it's the mask. He, he likes to, you know he doesn't have to wear the mask anymore, but he loves wearing the mask. So maybe he feels like he's Batman. He's a superhero. I don't know what it is, but nonetheless, he is the reason why it's it's two two right now, and um, it hasn't been worse because in. Um, because of the fact of the matter is, I think that the uh, the Sixers has been playing better, even though with the absence of Joel Embiid that first game, they won that game, and then um, James Harden came out and and uh, and laid two eggs um, in, in in a couple of games here, but he came back in the last game. But nonetheless, to answer your question, Brett, I like I like Jalen Brown. Um, he's more he's the most consistent right now in this particular mm-hmm. series, and that's more important right now. I know I know uh, Jason Tatum came on late in um, the last game, but nonetheless, Jalen Brown has been more consistent from start to finish. Yeah, I'm a little bit more torn with this situation because, like you guys said, um, consistency is a big issue for Jason Tatum, and that's been throughout his career, even mm-hmm. this playoff series. That's why I can say it for this playoff series. Um, but here's the thing. Jalen Brown start the game, first half, fantastic. Yeah. He'll give you 19, 20 points. The second half, sometimes it seems like he disappears at times, right? Jason Tatum, first half, is nowhere to be found, struggles, and then towards the end of the game, it seemed like he picks it up a little bit more. Um, I would love to see consistency from both of these guys throughout the entire course of the game. I mean, obviously, I'm a Sixers fan. Uh, <laughs> just to have some hope, I don't want neither one of them to be consistent because this right. team is deep <clears throat> enough. Um, but if I have to go based off just this playoff series, I agree with you guys. Jalen Brown has been lights out compared to Jason Tatum. Let me ask sides. you this question. Let me ask you this question. Could it? Could that be that combination of when Jason Tatum falls off, Jay, uh, you know, Jalen Brown picks up? Could that be a part of the game plan? Like, listen, you know, we're going to go to you, Jalen Brown, and then uh, you know, Tatum, you, you know, you, you play yeah. Batman. So, I mean, you play Robin to his Batman, and then, and then, and then, the second half or second quarter, whatever the game plan may be, you know, they switch roles. Um, could that be a part of that game plan? Because I mean, I don't I, see why they cannot both play well together mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there's an identity crisis a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And who's here, right? Because exactly. the problem with that is it sounds like a great idea, right? You know, Batman, hey, mm-hmm. you're, you're Batman. No, the problem is with basketball, it's all about consistency <clears throat> and getting into the flow of the game, right? So if Jalen Brown has the flow of the game starting off, it's going to be a little bit tougher for Jason Tam to then get it towards the end of the game. He gets it at the very like lately. Look at his points, maybe right 23, maybe 23. It's tough to do that. Times. It's it so tough, tough to, do, to do that. Yeah. Um, and then one person has to cut it off, cut it on. It's a little exactly. hard to do it, do that in basketball. This is not like running backs in the NFL. <laughs> and at times it's tough for running backs to do it in the NFL, right? I think they have to understand like what LeBron and D Wade had to go through in Miami that first year. You're the star. I'll play second fiddle to you and be okay with that. And I feel like they still kind of going through that a little bit. And the Warriors understood that. That's why they won that championship. Because if they're with the Celtics talent, the Warriors should have won that championship last year. They probably should win it this year again. 
but will they? I don't. I don't know. So I, I feel like too, Britt. Though these guys should have it figured out by now. Like they've been playing together for a long time. We see other duos do it. Like even mm-hmm. KD and Booker, who have only been together like what eighteen games. They figured mm-hmm. out, hey, you, yeah. you can get 40 and I'm going to get 40 as well. You know, mm-hmm. we, we see like with Steph and Clay, I think it's a little different because Steph is clearly the much better player. But even Harden mm-hmm. and Embiid, they've kind of figured out how they're going to work that situation. I saw on Sunday a little bit. I thought Brown got a little bit frustrated because, to your point, he was really on his game early. Right. And I thought they went away from him late, yes, and I right. thought he was frustrated by that. So some of that might be on the Celtics and coaching, like, to make sure we're going to get both of these guys touches. I mean, with just the two of them, like, you would think that there should be plenty to go around when you're just talking about two guys trying to share the ball. Yeah. No, and, and you're right, but – you still have to identify that. Look at KD and Booker. KD has no problem playing, being the same. Well, we know he doesn't. We have all know that. He don't have no problem with that. But he, it's still he's that good with understanding. He's good with being the yeah, it's, it's still that understanding. Like, hey, I don't mind dishing it to you late in the game. You take over. I still think, although they're young, they still have time to figure out if they choose to. Um, I feel like Jalen Brown wants to be a star. Jason Tatum wants to be a star. And we know this is going to be Jason Tatum's team. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. But they have to know within that organization. Outside of that, they're a fantastic team. They're a great team. I I think sometimes Tatum will force a shot late. Right. You know, like the thing, we can say what we want about KD and, and Book and even LeBron at times. Like, I think, you know, just make sometimes just making the right play. Like, why am I going to force up a three if I can just right. kick it to somebody else? And yeah. sometimes I think right. Tatum becomes a, a victim of trying to be the guy at times mm-hmm. when he could just make the right play and give the ball up. So, yeah, they definitely need to figure it out. Yeah. Right. All right, guys, we're going to move on because my segment's almost in and we still got a couple more things to get through here. Um, we're going to take your pick, the second edition. I'm only going to do probably about three of these. Uh, due to time restraints here. Um, so the first one, I'm sorry, let me explain to you what this edition is. This is NFL games. So I'm going to give you two games. You tell me which game you would prefer to attend. Point blank period. And this is actually an honor because the NFL schedule is getting ready to be released very soon, which for some reason is a big old fiasco. So I said, let's do this. <laughs> let's do it this way. Um, first one, we're going to go out with, we're going to start with a banger. We have the Eagles versus the Chiefs repeat of the champion the super bowl or the chiefs versus the Bengals. which one would you prefer to see uh jay i'm gonna come to you first well since we already know what's gonna happen with eagles chiefs (laughs) (laughs) oh shots fired my heart hurt on that no i'm kidding i'm kidding this is a joke actually actually think i you know what? That's tough because both of these are going to be good. Like the, the Chiefs and the Bengals, they have some classic games. Like those are really, really good games. But I think I'd rather see Chiefs Eagles just because Jalen Hurts has come on and that Philadelphia defense with some of the pieces they've added going up against Patrick Mahomes. I, I think for me, that'd be must see. So I'm going to take Eagles Chiefs. 
Jay always know how to hurt my feelings. Don't he just came right at me. And I can't even get him back to Brooklyn Nets because he don't support them anymore. No, nope. no loyalty. Nope. All right. Uh K-Walk, who you got? Eagles, Chiefs, or Chiefs Bengals? Um, what what it's the first game of the season? Where where, where we at in the game? Is, can I can I can I lay that Playoffs. out? Oh, well, playoffs. You know, oh, well, playoffs. It's just it's okay. just regular playoffs. We're not doing Super Bowl, just regular playoffs. Matter of fact, right. change it. Monday night football. <laughs> uh, that's what I was gonna ask. I, 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 I want to know what the worst severity of this is. Um, because the motivation will be so much different from seeing all the players depending on the importance of the game. So, with that being said, um, I, I'm gonna take the Eagles and and uh the Chiefs because I think they have a lot to prove. I think they felt like they were a turnover away, a play away, mm-hmm. you know, from, from winning their uh, was that the third, second or third uh, Lombardi Trophy uh, for the for that organization. I feel like that was that a sh- shot a little bit, but no, 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 definitely not. No, 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 yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. No, I wasn't, no, hey, yeah, I can't make that up. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, so I, I think they 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 have that. Um, I want to get back to many of the Eagles. I want to get back to that. I want to beat. You know, to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. So mm-hmm. I want to get back to that mentality. And I think that both teams have improved in the offseason, especially the Eagles. And they would say, listen, okay, now we, you know, I got my big brother here, my my uncle, my, you know, cousin, whatever you want to call him. Uh, you know, right now we reloaded. We, we reloaded. So um, I want I want to see the Chiefs-Eagles rematch. Uh, I think the Bengals and Chiefs, I don't know if the Bengals did enough. I know they got better, but I don't know if they got, uh, you know, enough to make mm-hmm. you say, I, I'd rather see them versus the Chiefs than the Eagles versus the Chiefs. So I'm going to say Eagles versus the Chiefs is what I want to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go the same route. Um, and I'm not saying this as a Super Bowl fan, as an Eagles fan, guys. Although that field was slippery. You, know, you better. You better. I'm, just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, now, should that have been an Eagles win? Probably. But it didn't turn out that way. But I would still love to see the Eagles versus the Chiefs with this type of play from Jalen Hurts. Because to me, I don't care what anybody says, he was the best player on the field that day. Can he be the best player on the field the next time they play? Like you guys said, both teams improved. Um, The Eagles defense took a hit, and then they regained some of those pieces, and we'll see what happened, where those pieces go. K-Walk, I better not see your face about Javon Hargrave because I don't care anymore. Uh, (laughs) I was hurt at first, but I don't care anymore. Um, That's fine by us. But no, no, Eagles, Eagles, Chiefs, I I would really love to see that rematch again. And that's probably going to be maybe week two or week three. It's definitely going to come. All right, next one. Uh, This is both the teams that, well, this is K-Walk's team and what Jay's team was supporting during the season. Uh, So we have 49ers versus Cowboys or – Bills versus Chiefs. So, whatever quarterback versus Prescott <laughs> or Allen versus. I know, right? Okay, <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna come to you first. <laughs> Which one would you yeah. prefer? Don't do it from a stand fan standpoint. Although it's hard. Um. No, I I think no matter who the quarterback is for the 49ers and 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 ladies and gentlemen, I'm not here. I'm not just speaking from a 49er standpoint as a fan. I think the 49ers are extra motivated. I think they realize mm-hmm. that they were one play away from. Um, winning or going to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying winning the Super Bowl, but I, they, they wholeheartedly believe, and I do too, that if Brock Purdy 
would have stayed healthy in that game against the Eagles, it would have been a different outcome. Uh, that's a conversation for a different day. So uh, with that being said, I, you know, I don't, I don't, we don't see the Cowboys as being a threat. We, we, we label them as them Ooh, being the Cowboys. Fire. Yeah, shots fired. You know, I don't care. You know, <laughs> Cowboys fired Cowboys. I'm done talking about the Cowboys. They, they are who they are. They didn't get any better. Um, you know, a lot of people graded them as being the worst of the draft. That's just, you know, going into it. I mean, I, we, we all know that that's, you know, that all remains to be seen, uh, you know, years down the road as far as who had the best, better draft. Um, but with all that being said, um, you said the Bills and uh, the, uh, you said the Bills and Chiefs, Chiefs. correct? Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, that's a good one, too. I, I don't think anybody want to see the 49ers and, and Cowboys because of the Cowboys. Um, so I, I'll say the Bills and Chiefs because you have two dynamic quarterbacks going head to head and then both teams have improved where they needed to improve that. So I'm going to take the Bills and Chief, Chiefs. I think that's a must see. You got Josh Allen. You got uh, you got Patrick Holmes. And and again, they are, they improved. So I want to see that game. I, I really want to see that game. And even if my 49ers were playing against the Cowboys and they're locked up, and I can only put on one one channel, ladies and gentlemen. And this is I'm not blowing smoke, ladies and gentlemen. I would want to see the Bills and, and and Chiefs for sure over that game, other game. Oh man, Cowboys fan, you heard that? K Walk said it's no competition. Okay? <laughs> no, no, I'm not worried about you. We're not worried about no the Cowboys. Cowboys he ain't take care worried of about y'all. The, the Cowboys. I'm not. Yeah, Cowboys I'm not a fan anymore. So I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Okay with that. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Hey, hey, hey to all the all the other Mr. Collinses out there, Mr. Collins <laughs> brothers. I'm sorry, no disrespect, but yeah, you, you brought it. You brought it on yourself, as Martin would say back in the day. You brought it on yourself. But K-Wall, you know I love you. You know I ain't got no problem with you saying that because I can't stand it in my life. But Jay, what's your thoughts? Which game would you prefer to say? No, I agree with K-Walk. The, the quarterback play in the Chiefs-Bills games has just been outstanding. Those games usually come down to whoever has the ball last. So I, I definitely would watch that over 49ers and the Cowboys. And I agree with K-Walk. I, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be very good this year or – I don't think they're going to make any serious noise in terms of a deep playoff run. So, yeah, give me Bills and Chiefs all day long on that one. All right, last one, guys, and then we are going um, to break. Uh, last one. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, we kind of did the Bills and Chiefs already, didn't we? So I'm going to have to change this up just a little bit here. We're going to do Eagles versus Cowboys or – so this one, I, I want you to go a little bit more, more history, okay? More of the history, not just this year. You could include this year too, but more history. Eagles versus Cowboys, or Baltimore versus the Patriots. Yeah, Baltimore versus the Patriots. Actually, it might be too easy. That still might be too easy, but let's see what y'all say. I probably should have said the Steelers, but let's go Baltimore versus Patriots. Uh, Jay, which one you got? I got to go Eagles Cowboys here. If you're talking about history, you know, growing up in South Jersey, NFC East. I mean, it for me, I, I got to go Eagles Cowboys here. Um, I don't I don't really enjoy watching the Patriots. I know they've been a great organization. I know they, they've won a lot of championships, but they're not a team that I like watching. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'll take the Eagles and the Cowboys on this one. Okay. Uh, 
You know what? I this might be a unanimous situation. I don't know. I probably made this too easy. I'm thinking I should have switched to the Steelers, but I didn't. It's okay because we don't have time. Eagles versus Cowboys. Y'all already know what it is. I ain't gotta explain much to you. It's like the mini Super Bowl to the actual Super Bowl in Philly, and I'm pretty sure it's the same way in Texas. Um, but K, what your thoughts? Yeah, I'm just going to – I'll make this easy. It's kind of like when you were in, in high school and then you asked this question. It's like, what are you making in home ec when it comes down to the Patriots and Ra- the Ravens? Or what are you playing mm-hmm. in gym with the Eagles and and, and, uh, and, and the Cowboys? <laughs> You're not worried about what's going on in home ec. At least I'm not. <laughs> I'm worried about what we play in the gym. What we play in gym. Do we play dodgeball? Do we play volleyball? Do we go mm-hmm. outside? Do we go on the track? You know, you want to do something more athletic, you know, something more entertaining. So I'm going to – I'm you know, with that being said, I'm going to take the uh, – the Cowboys and Eagles with all of those great names. I mean, mm-hmm. I was watching, I was actually watching uh, Randall Cunningham the other day um, and, and, and Chris, Car- uh, Chris Carter. Oh my God. I was watching, I was, I was just watching a lot of football, ladies and gentlemen. I'm dying hard. I'm, I'm dying for some football, Jay, not USFL. <laughs> I'm not ready to go there yet, but yeah, but I, yeah. And Michael Vick, I was watching some Michael Vick as well. So yeah, Cowboys, Eagles over the Ravens and Patriots for sure. Yeah, I'm going to have to switch it up next time. Maybe I'll do – I can't even think of a, a good rivalry at this moment because that's, like, one of the biggest ones outside of, what, Cowboys, Giants, or Eagles, Giants. I know it was another big one throughout history as well. Anything you put in the NFC East is great. All those, exactly. Yeah, that's great. That's a little tough. That's a little mm-hmm. tough. All right. All right, guys. Uh, again – we're going to head into break, but before we go into break, I'm going to please ask you again, please like, subscribe, and comment, <coughs> share our channel uh, at The Sideline Speaks. It's definitely, it's just youtube.com slash sideline, The Sideline Speaks. Um, also, we're on Twitter. Please follow us on Twitter at Sideline Speaks. And for any reason you can't watch us on YouTube, we are also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, The Sideline Speaks. When we come back, Jay will take over, and we will, of course, talk about more sports and have so much more fun. But you guys are listening to, or watching, I'm sorry, you guys are watching the Sideline Speaks with myself, Brittany Jones, alongside Jason Collins and Kevin Walker, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, guys, welcome back to the Sideline Speaks. Brittany <laughs> Jones, Kevin Walker, Jason Collins. Um, all right, let's get into some of these games a little bit. Wait, we, Jay, hold on. I, I'm I, sorry. Go you got to at least tell people why no, we laughing. We no, laughing, guys, because... They saw it. <laughs> we go home, and K-Walk always slides right back into frame as soon as we come back. Like... He just, just has his timer <laughs> every time. All right, guys. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Uh, I was hoping y'all didn't pick that up, yeah, but good we stuff, guys. Game one. We caught <laughs> you time. Um, <laughs> let's get into some of these games, guys. We don't we don't have to do like the full breakdown, but 
maybe after watching four <clears throat> games or so, just kind of who you think has the momentum <clears throat> and kind of how you see the series playing out. And let me start with the Sixers and the Celtics, just so Britt doesn't try to say I'm leaving them out on purpose. Series is tied up two to two. Philly's up by 13 right now, which is a complete shock to me. I did not see that coming. Um, but K-Walk, after watching four games and, and a little bit of what you've seen tonight, kind of peeking back and forth, Who's got the momentum? How do you see this thing playing out? Who ultimately wins the series? Yeah, I'm peeking over, ladies and gentlemen, just to see what's going on right now. Yeah, Jay, I mean, the momentum, obviously, you have to give it to the Sixers. I mean, right now, I mean, the uh, the Celtics uh, were in, in position to go up 3-1 last game. If you guys didn't watch the game, then you're not a fan of uh, either team or you're not a fan of basketball, period. But um, they had a chance, meaning the uh, the Celtics. They did win it at the end. Well, not really. They, you know, that last second shot didn't count. Um, I think right now the Sixers are are in position right now, ladies and gentlemen. They they they're up. We talked about Jalen uh, Brown and we talked about um, Jason Tatum and you know when they're gonna you know both be Batman. You know, no, not at this point right now. Neither one of them can be Robin. Both have to be Batman right now. And um, I think that um, the Sixers know that they uh, they 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 got away with one. Um, they got away. They, they they lost the first one. Oh, they they won the first one without Joel and B. They lost the second one, and then they, they they built momentum. So with all that being said, I'm taking the Sixers, man. I like the Sixers, and they come out and, mm-hmm. whoo! I, I I'm scared of this team. I mean, as a Heat fan, if the Heat can close out the Knicks um, in this in you know in seven or whatever how many games it takes hopefully they can they can close it out I don't want to see the Sixers team man I don't want to see the Sixers team the Sixers team is scary we talked about Joel Embiid um, and James Harden continue to play the way he's been playing this is a scary team it really is yeah man I thought after watching four games I really felt like Boston was the better team like I thought Boston yeah. probably should have won on Sunday I'm glad Philly won because I, th- I felt like the Sixers got some bad calls down the stretch and it would have been kind of a travesty if they lost that game because some of the calls that went against them were really bad late but I felt like you know what Boston feels like the better team to me and I yeah. thought Boston was going to come out and win the game tonight. And I was going to say, whoever wins tonight is going to win the series. So and you're right. I'm and you're sticking absolutely with right. that theory. You're and Philly's right. up by what? 412 or 14 point, 14 points right now, man, I'm surprised. Cause I thought Boston was really going to win tonight, but if Philly can hold on and get it done tonight, you got to believe they're going to win this series. But, Britt, but Jay, before we get to Brick, before we yeah. get to bricks, we know Brit is a diehard Sixer fan. You you mentioned something. You said you thought that the the, the the Celtics were going to win the last game. I thought the I I thought it was kind of different. I mean, it's, the outcome would have been the same, but I thought that the Sixers were going to lose that game, not the Celtics yeah. win that game. Yeah. If if you know what I mean, ladies and gentlemen. So, but but they they were able to to, to hold on to that, withstand that um that uh weather that storm, if you will. And I think that's playing. That's why we're seeing that the the uh, the lead right now with the Sixers. Like, listen. We could play our worst, but we could still be better than this team. And I think they're going to take advantage of that, and and, and they're going to ride this. And I think they might close this out in, in, in six, man. The thing I don't like about the Celtics is I don't think they value every possession. Like, no, they, they take do not. bad Especially shots. They take bad yes. shots, and that hurts them. But, Britt, obviously, this is your squad. You've been locked in. 
just give us your thoughts. All right, so we got time here. <laughs> Let's hopefully I don't get no need no anxiety medicine. Let's might need that on deck. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, the overall better team. I think the Sixers have some of the best players outside of you know Jason Tatum, of course. Um, Jalen Brown is right up there, but they have Joel Embiid, James Harden when he wants to play like it. They have a better coach, me and the Sixers. At, yes, yes, factor yeah, that in. Please do that. factor that yeah. in. Yes, this team, yes, you know, a couple a couple years ago, I would have questioned that one. <laughs> um, but no, um, my problem with my team, and I love the Sixers, is sometimes they let up on that intent. Like when I watch the Heat, or when I watch, um, what's another team, or Boston, or they have so much intensity, they play hard throughout the entire four quarters of the game, and that's what you need. <clears throat> When the Sixers play hard, they're focused on defense. Their defense is driving their offense. Um, they are actually a very tough team to beat. They're a very good team. But the problem is sometimes their leaders, Joe and B, and I'm sorry, guys, I have a hole in my mouth because my throat is all scratchy. Um, problem is Joe and B, James Harden, sometimes lack the energy, which then trickles down to the other younger players, and you can see it. That's what happened in game two. They lost by 34 points. How do you have two superstars on your team and you're losing by 34 points? That makes no sense. I understand Joe B was just coming back, but you had no energy, you had no focus, and you can see it. It was basically like, oh, we won the first game. Yeah, let's go home and focus on a uh, home court. You can't play like that in the playoffs, and that's my problem with this team. And every time I told you guys this before, when they come out, I could tell when they don't have focus and energy for this game. And I, I always say they're going to get blown out. I had a feeling that game too, they was going to get blown out based off of the first couple of minutes of how they how they were playing. And it's so hard for them to change that. They can't change it. Because like I said earlier, it's hard to just turn it on, turn it off. Sixers are one. If it's not turned on, it is not going to be uh, turned on later in the game. It's just, it's going to stay off. And that's their problem. Their talent is not necessarily the problem. We don't have as much talent as Celtics do coming off the bench. We're nowhere near as deep. And I think you need more consistency from the bench play. That plays a huge factor. Um, overall, to me, the better team, the Celtics, absolutely, from, from front to bottom, uh, uh, front to back. Sixers have two of the best players on, on their team. And you just hope that translates. But I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm hoping the Sixers win. If I'm being truthful to myself, and I don't, <laughs> I actually have the Celtics in like seven. Um, but I want the Sixers to win in six. I think if the Sixers win tonight, yeah, and win at home in Game yeah. Six, that's what I'm hoping for. Because this is the team I did not want to face. I wanted to face the Bucks. I didn't want to face the Celtics. Yeah, I'm saying as a Sixers fan, I can't stand the Celtics. We're rivals, but I just thought the Bucks were a little bit easier. And they showed that. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I said I didn't like that Boston took bad shots. The thing I don't like about Philly, or at least I didn't like in game four, to me, when it was like down the stretch, the last two, three minutes, they look like they got tight. Like there was nobody that wanted to like step up and take over right. the game and be passed up on some shots. Harden didn't right. like they I, they need to have that killer instinct down the stretch now maybe maybe they'll work all that out tonight if the game gets mm -hmm. close 
But it, I feel guy. like they're much more comfortable when they're playing with an eight, 10 point lead. If it's close, I don't know. They, they seem like they tightened up a little bit for me. Well, so. I think if it's close with the Celtics, I actually will say the Sixers will win that game because the Celtics, it's so weird with the Celtics. It's like they could close quarters fine, but when it comes to the fourth quarter, it's just like they still don't understand how to necessarily win the game when it's that close. And we see that two, two straight yeah. games in this series with the Sixers winning both of those close games. Yeah, James Harden takes over. P.J. Tucker makes a a, 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 a a timely or a, gets a timely offensive rebound, puts it back up for a late uh, and one layup. So it's just like the Sixers have the players to understand how to close the game. But if it's the Celtics have a larger lead over the course of the game, Sixers, they're not coming back. Yeah, yeah, PJ Tucker. Point, oh, go ahead, go ahead, K. No, no, I was going to say you made a great point because that's why I alluded to earlier when we were talking about Giannis and um and uh, I think I forget who else we were comparing them to, but nonetheless, you know, in in, a, in that series against this uh, the the uh, the Heat, he you know he was he was didn't want you know they were they wanted to foul him and he wanted to get rid of the ball just yep. immediately because he didn't yep. want to, that pressure of of missing or making those uh mm-hmm. those, those free throws. So great point there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and, he, and right even here. though PJ Tucker hasn't shot the ball well, like he's really valuable to Philly. Just right. the attitude, the presence that he brings to the floor, like you, he definitely brings a lot of value. As well. Miss him, and I don't miss him. But yeah. if you look, real quick before we move on, if you look at the game, it was just the what a 16 17 point lead down to what, yeah, what looks is that, like nine yeah, or nine, 11 yeah. it's, a, yeah, it's, a it's about to be yeah. nine yeah so yeah. but that's what i mean it was just a play that just happened where the sixers just made a boneheaded decision i don't know what they did and it cost them to uh, turn the ball over and that's the problem with the sixers yeah boston's gonna make, make this those thing those close before it's things. over like i don't i don't think this is gonna be a runaway i think boston's nah. gonna get right back in this oh thing for sure. absolutely yeah. absolutely and it's only the first half but the sixers have to play i'm not gonna say a perfect game but a close to perfect game against this type of team. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to Phoenix and Denver. Last week it looked like the Suns were dead in the water. They were down 2-0. They had no answers whatsoever. They come back and and win two at home. We talked about Devin Booker earlier. He's been absolutely out of his mind. KD is starting to come on and kind of get back to his old self as well. Okay, walk after seeing four games. Who has the momentum? Who do you think wins this thing? Yeah, man. I mean, a lot of people don't be- don't believe in momentum. I do, I, and I think that the Phoenix Suns have the momentum right now. I mean, you think that uh, we we mentioned it. I mentioned it. Uh, you know, uh, last week is that you know I thought the Phoenix Suns didn't have enough because coming off of their bench. They needed more from Devin Booker. They needed more from KD. Um, to, to use my uh, Charles Barkley phrase, I'm going to use two na- two two words here, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. I know that's four words, ladies and <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that video or yeah, not. Yeah, I've just, seen it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, but there's this, um, yeah. No, those guys, those two guys need to step their game up. Um, uh Andre Ayton, I can't call him DeAndre Ayton because there's no D in his game. There's no <laughs> D in his name. There's no D in his game. So what that means is, is that the result's going to be the same at, the, at three out of four weeks. I rhyme, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, I, I think that um, you know when you when you factor all of that into it, I mean you you know Devin Booker is playing outstanding kevin kevin durant understands that this is what we have to do i don't know what they did they sat in the sauna they sat in the spa said listen the book 
KD, we 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 have to carry this team to to the next uh, to the next round if we want we want to do this. We have to be those dudes, man, because we don't have anybody off the bench. And if you look at their their minutes per game, they have gone up tremendously. So with that being said, um, you know if they can stay healthy, knock on wood, I hope they do because I think you know those guys, those play the the play of those two guys is going to be significant in this matchup. So with that being said, uh, I do believe the Suns have the momentum. And I do believe, um, because we we always say that the series does not start until the road team wins the game. So we'll see what the Suns can do uh, tonight for sure. Yeah, okay, well, God, I agree with all that. The only other thing I'll say, though, is Phoenix has no answer for the Joker. Like, they have absolutely no answer no. for him. He's getting whatever yeah. he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants. Like, they can absolutely not stop him. Yeah. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping the combination of KD and Book is enough to get my Phoenix Suns over the hump. <laughs> but Brent, what say you? What do you think? How, how's this one going to play out? Devin Booker. They'll lean on Devin Booker and um, Kevin Durant. That's all I'm going to say because, like you said, DeAndre Ayton, mm-mm. I've watched him, and he's such a talented guy. That's what makes you so frustrated with him. Like He gives no effort. That's the biggest thing. I don't care if it's Jokic. I understand Jokic is a little bit bigger than you. Jokic is slow as I don't know what. You're talking about somebody that moves slow. He's he awkward like, and slow. He's, he's like a sloth out there on the court, but it works, right? Yeah. All DeAndre Ayton has to do is give effort. I've seen so many rebounds come off that rim. Well, Jokic is basically just standing there, and DeAndre Ayton's like, go ahead, it's yours. And I'm just like, what the heck is wrong with you? Just give a little bit of effort. Now, I do think because the Suns have KD and Booker that they still have enough to win, which is the crazy part, right? Because you need your role players. Um, but maybe they should really look into giving Landry Shamit some little bit more playing night, time. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, the he was thing about Landry Shamit, because he was on the Sixers, so I am very familiar with him, is he'll have games where he goes off constantly making threes but then he'll have games where it's complete dud so you gotta he has to really be motivated and energized um and he if you start him he'll play fantastic in the starting lineup um so that's that's the thing but i think i think i'm gonna give this one to the Suns. yeah yeah Yeah. and real quick jay just i want to make one one point i think that monty williams what he should do he should sit down deandre eight and 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 say listen and show him the film of alf horford against Joel Embiid. No disrespect to Joel Embiid, but um, just just listen. He's outmanned. No, 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 no. No, no, you know, you know, I know. But I said, listen, this is what he's undersized. He's undermanned, but he's still, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight and the dog. And that's the difference in this. I mean, that's what you have to do. You have to show that you have that fight in you, regardless of how big that dude is, much bigger that dude is than you are. Go out there and just let him know that you're not backing down from him. And that may change his, his approach towards you. For, for sure. Yeah. And to Britt's point, you j- I'd like to see some effort. At least look yes. like you're trying. I mean, yes, he's the most right. lackadaisical big man that, that I've seen. You know, look like you're trying. Um, but but speaking of Monty Williams, though, real quick, just real quick. They mm-hmm. won two games without Chris Paul. If Chris Paul mm-hmm. is healthy, Britt, do you start him or do you say, hey, man, we got to we, we're playing a lot faster without you. We're going to have to bring you off the bench. Um, 
That's hard. I think you start him. I, I, I still think you start him. I think he's the general on your floor. I think he still understands. It's basketball IQ for me, I think. Because I think and although they won two of those games, uh, I think there were certain situations. If you had a Chris Paul, he could help. But I think ah, the fast pace is uh, that's the only thing. He ain't pushing it how he used to, right? He's definitely not pushing it how he used to. I will still start him. But I think Chris Paul has to go with an understanding of, yes, and he knows D-Book is the guy, KD is next. But if those guys are not going, I have to be aggressive. I think if he keeps that mindset, they'll be fine because I think they're even better when they're all on with a Chris Paul. I know most people are like, what? I still think they're better with Chris Paul just because of his basketball IQ. He understands certain situations that those guys still don't seem to understand just yet. I, I I I agree with that statement. Overall, they're probably better with Chris Paul, but I'm not. I'm in this series. I'm not starting him. I'm I'm putting him on the bench <laughs> just because they're playing so much faster without him. They're getting easy looks because they're pushing the ball up the floor. For as great as Chris Paul is, he he is a typical point guard. He wants to bring the ball up the floor. He wants to pound it. He wants to get everybody set up. He wants to deliver the ball for somebody to shoot it. And that's just not what we need in this series. I'm saying we, ladies and gentlemen that we need in this series so i'm gonna not start chris paul i'm monty but k walk would say you i got two words kyle lowry kyle <laughs> lowry look what look what he's doing in miami he's coming off the bench and he he's probably he's better than 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 gabe vincent who, who's the starter for the, the point guard for for the miami heat but he works better with the, uh, you know, works better with the rotation on that, especially with that bench coming off of there. And he's the general, and he can still score. But he doesn't have to go up against a young guy who's going to, you know, get into his, you know, his business, if you will, whatever they call it today. And he can still get open and 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 still facilitate as well. So yeah, man, we call him the what is his is, is the point guard, uh, point god, I should say. Yeah, I mean, he's smart enough to know that. I think that you know, this is an adjustment at, at this is the point. In this series where you have to make a major adjustment, and that's that adjustment. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with you, Jay. I think that he's better off – he's better served off coming uh, coming off the bench than he does starting with these guys because, obviously, you see that KD and Devin Booker together without Chris Paul, not even in the game – I mean, not even in the lineup or to working together, but not in the game period, that they can lead this team to victory. So if he can bring him off the, off the, uh, the bench and lead that second team – Oh wow, that, that could be something uh, magical for, for sure. Go ahead, Brett. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I don't I don't know, guys. Look, I just think that if you have an aggressive, and that's and that's the key word I keep saying. Um, if I'm looking up, guys, because the game's on. But if you have an aggressive Chris Paul, I just think that's the difference maker. And I don't think series. he has to be aggressive though. I think he has to be a facilitator. I do. I do. I, I think he has. But what I mean by aggressive is the running up. Getting the the uh, the fast pace, the fast start, the fast break started. He could do that, although he's older, he may not want to do it, but he is still capable of doing old it. And, and see, he has fast. Yeah, but but what you can do with it that doesn't though. matter. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that he's yeah. But what you could do is you can you you can cut he you can, can cut KD's times in the first quarter. You can cut KD's time in half in the first quarter and bring him in a little bit more in the second quarter. Let them but facilitate do you wanna, that way. You don't. You don't want to cut KD's time. <laughs> like, you, oh you no, no, no! KD. Just in the first. I'm talking just in the first quarter, and then you can still have him play the same amount of times that you 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 expect him to play it throughout the game. But mm -hmm. just give him a little bit more time with Chris Paul against that second team. 
I don't know. I still think that slice it up like a pizza. Slice it up as running the still point. Tastes the same. <laughs> being aggressive, and again, aggressive doesn't necessarily always mean scoring. Being an aggressive playmaker, being an aggressive facilitator, uh, well, same thing, facilitator. Um, I think they're a better team. I thought they were a better team prior to this series, anyway, with just those three guys. So that's that's just me, though. That's the just only how reason I don't like the only reason I don't like him is smarter. The only reason I don't like him as a facilitator is because he doesn't draw the double team. Like when KD has the ball, they double him. He kicks it like somebody gets an open shot. Same thing with Book. When Book has the ball, they double him. Somebody gets the open shot. Chris Paul, they're not – he doesn't affect the offense in the same way where now we're going to get an open look for somebody just because Chris Paul has the ball. But he can still hit that shot. If if Devin Booker brings it down, but you still have Chris Paul, like K-Walk is saying – Chris Paul can shoot the basketball. Yeah, he can shoot the ball. I just don't want him facilitating the offense, so to speak. All right, well, okay. Then that might be a little bit tough because he's not a two guy. But then Devin Booker will become a point guard, and I've seen him get in trouble doing that role. But he's been great the last two games bringing the ball up the floor. Like, he's been phenomenal. So, Jay, who would you rather see him paired with? Because he's going to have to be paired with one or the other, not both. But Chris Paul with Devin Booker or Chris Paul with KD? I guess if I had to choose, I'd rather see him on the floor with KD. But – I, I'd rather him other. not be on the floor that much. Just just watching the way they've played the that. last two games, I, I I like I like them better without him being on the floor. To be honest with you, I think this is where the coaching and the game plan comes into. You have to factor his. He still has the ability to be effective, whether it be like right. Britain said, like Britt said, he'd be smarter than than necessarily more athletic or hitting those shots. You know, but it's putting him in a situation where he understands what's right. going on. That's where I. I think that he's going to become valuable. I I I get it. I do. They're just, I know. Going, they're just You're not buying two it. and 0 <laughs> without him. And they're 0-2 with him. I mean, and, and who's the left-hand kid, the left-handed point guard? That, oh, that's yeah. I love him. Place. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's been, that? He's been pushing the ball up the floor, but, man. But so is, that a, is that an offensive standpoint problem? Like, well, yeah, I guess it is. But is that necessary? Chris Paul's problem because if I can remember, KD was struggling in those first couple games. KD did struggle. You're, ab- you're yeah. absolutely struggle. right. So that's that. not just all on Chris Paul. You can't just put that all on yeah, Chris no. Paul. It's now, not. Chris Paul wasn't perfect neither. Yeah, um, he wasn't great. But they they were definitely struggling surrounding that, and there was questions about their depth because of that. They don't have much depth, so I think there were other things that contribute to those losses. Um, yeah, did they figure it out a little bit with? Also, smart coaching with uh, without Chris Paul, yes. But I think if you incorporate Chris Paul in there, he's a smart, high basketball IQ guy. He'll figure it out. He'll say, if I got to lay off a little bit, I'll lay off and I'll pass it off to Devin Booker so he can control it. And I'll stand off in a corner or play like the Steph role, come off the screen because he could shoot the basketball. He still has the capability of being a sufficient – or I'm sorry, efficient scorer. He could score the ball. Yeah. Yeah, there's a place for him. I I just think Booker has been so good the last two games, bringing the ball up the floor. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I I don't even know if Chris Paul's playing tonight. I don't know. But But see, but the thing is, you know, Devin Booker took everybody up into the clouds. Everybody got this high. Remember, Devin Booker will eventually come back down to his normal self also. 
Um, he's been playing fantastic. Don't get me he's wrong. Been ridiculous. But what I like about Chris Paul is when the Suns run into trouble, Chris Paul's like, wait a minute, let me get a foul call. Let us get this momentum back. He knows how to capture that momentum back that Devin Booker or KD, if things aren't going necessarily right for them, they don't necessarily understand how to do that just yet. <clears throat> KD's still struggling with it at times, and it irritates I mean, me. KD's been really? around forever. He's been a, he's been he around forever. He doesn't do it, but he doesn't do it still oh, to his but day. But the proof is in the pudding. They're two and zero without him. Look at look at the Nets when they were lost, and it was very rare when they were all healthy. They were they had they were ever behind, right? When they were ever behind. Who was the guy who had to basically slow everything up? Kyle. It was Kyrie Irving. He would take the ball. He would get a uh, – my mic just fell. I'm getting too excited. He would take the ball. He would make some sort of spectacular play. Or he'll get that foul call when things aren't going their way. I don't depend on K- – like KD is a fantastic offensive player, but I think he just leans on the star, the other star – way too much when he's supposed to be the most important player. He's supposed to have the, the basketball IQ on the court, but he's not that guy to me. I'm I sorry. Don't I don't know if I agree with that. I think there's been many, many days and nights <laughs> where KD has guys. been – Look, KD has been the guy. I mean, did, did we already forget about that Milwaukee series where he almost single-handedly beat the Bucks? I mean, that was all KD. What year was that? It's like wasn't that last year or two years? I don't remember. What two Couldn't years have been ago? last year last they, two out, years ago? It was out the it was out the first year. Might, was that last year when when he played the Bucks all by himself? And the playoffs? Kyrie was out. Ben Simmons was out. He was a, a that, big toe away from a. Well, no, the, the big, no, that was two years ago. Three. Was, was that two years ago? Two years ago, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I don't I know. Because last year they know. got swept by the Celtics. Oh yeah, the Celtics. That's right. The Celtics put it on them last year. That's right. That's but we right. just spoke about the Bucks earlier. Like, come on, we're not talking about the Bucks in this moment. <laughs> no, I just don't know if you're giving KD. I don't know if you're giving KD enough credit. I mean, even no, when no, he was I, on no. the Warriors, he was the guy that hit the three balls in LeBron's eye to close those games out. But that's not that's not the type of situation that I'm referring to. Though. I'm saying when they get in trouble. But who was the guy to slow things up or put things back in order? That was Draymond Green for the Warriors. That's the situation that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the, See, the, the heroic yeah. moment. So this is the problem with KD. I, I agree with Britt here. I believe it or not, it's like he when it, things have to be put in order. Shots he fired. doesn't have he doesn't have that wife mentality. He's that sidekick mentality. So he doesn't know how to put that house back into order. Jay, he doesn't because he wants. Man. He doesn't want to be that guy. He doesn't want to be that 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 Claire Huxtable, if you will. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, he doesn't want to be that 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 guy. You know, you know, and and unfortunately, man. So I, I agree with you, Britt. Uh, that yeah, I don't know if he does it verbally, like, but I do think he does it with his game sometimes. So I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're, we can agree to disagree on this one because okay. we got we got him. He doesn't want right. to be Hillary Clinton. He wants to be Monica Lewinsky. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, I'm that's, just a kidding. <laughs> no. that's a better no. analogy. No, 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 no. Well, better analogy. Y'all aren't giving KD enough credit, man. All right, um, here's my mic. Here's my mic. I'm, I'm dropping my mic right now, ladies and gentlemen, for Brittany. All right, real quick, because we are we are running out of time fast. Lakers, Warriors, three to one. Looks like the Warriors are dead in the water. But K Walk, what do you think? Warriors, do Warriors have any chance, or is this over? Uh, 
is Clay is Clay coming to play? Um, that's the that's the bottom line. Is is if Clay comes to play, they have a chance. I don't know what it is, man. Um, with him, he has to be that guy that shows up. He has to give you twenty seven to thirty points a, a night. We talked about the Batman, the Robin, you know, the uh, the superheroes and and the things of that nature. You know, Devin Booker and, and KD, uh, Steph Curry and and Clay Thompson are are those dudes. They just are their du- those dudes right now. If Clay Thompson doesn't show up, if he consistently or inconsistently um, just puts up, uh, you know. 15 points, whatever the points he puts up, he's been putting up, then there's no way that they, they, they're they going to win this series because of the fact that the matter is every time you turn around, someone from the Lakers is stepping up, whether it be Beverly, uh, whether it be Beverly, uh, the other night it was Walker, last night it was Walker, the other night it was, um, I forget his name, his name escapes me, um, but someone always steps up for the mm-hmm. Lakers nonetheless. My point is, oh, but no one uh Reeves yeah so and no, no one else is stepping up for uh for for the Warriors Clay can only do so much Draymond can only yell at the ref so much you know Steve Kerr can only yell at the ref so much uh Wiggins can only dunk on and make a big time play to get the the crowd going to get the team motivated so much Clay Thompson has to come to play I don't know if you guys ever saw that video with uh, Steph Curry with his son and he's walking Hello, Clay Thompson. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. ever saw that. Yeah, Clay yep. Thompson, can you show up, brother? Hello, uh-huh. to Clay Thompson. Can you show up to to save the season? I mean, save the series. Uh, I think they will. Um, I still, I still believe in the Warriors. I know I went against them in the first round against the Kings, but I'm going. I'm, I'm, but and I don't want to go against LeBron. But nonetheless, with all that being said, it doesn't look good, man. Unless Clay comes to play, war. This is the Lakers series to lose. Yeah, I think the Warriors are done. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. see them coming back from 3-1. I think Jordan Poole deserves some blame as well. The thing that annoys me about him is I, I, he thinks he's better than he is. And there's nothing that annoys me more than somebody who thinks that they're better than they actually are. And to me, he fits that criteria perfectly. He's been horrible. He takes bad shots. He's not Steph Curry. Yeah, I don't know why Clay he's Thompson shooting those shots. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and even Clay, <laughs> too, like because Clay's been taking some bad shots, too. Like, yeah. He's not Steph yeah. either. Um, but, yeah, I, I want to put some blame on Jordan Poole for sure. But, Britt, what do you say? Is this over or, or do the Warriors have a shot? Before I answer that question, is it me or it just doesn't seem like Clay is the same type of guy after that injury? Yeah, I don't think he's ever gotten he, back to what he was. He's yeah. never gotten back because the old Clay, whoo, you talking about the heroics or what he could do splash. any and any anything yeah. that he exactly the splash game. brothers, right? Splash brother, but he could play defense, he'll go get some rebounds and do what he was all over the court. Yeah, I just don't feel like he's the same type of guy anymore. Um, I, I don't know if it's a mental thing, I don't know if it's a physical thing. He just he just doesn't seem like the same player, but also who takes blame in my mind is the head coach, Steve Kerr. Really? And I tell you why. I feel like you don't give Gary Payton, who's one of your better defenders, enough play. Because when Gary Payton's in the game, he's a difference maker, primarily on the defensive side of the ball, which is what they need. And I feel like when he takes him out too soon, that's when the Warriors they don't do things as well as they were when he's in the game. I know he's a little bit of a liability on the offensive side, but who cares when you have Steph um, 
Steph Curry, you know, Andrew Wiggins, Klay Thompson when he wants to make a basket. Um, even Draymond Green. I know he is not the best offensive score, scoring guy, but he's the the facilitator, the playmaker, the 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 high IQ on the basketball court. You know, he gets everybody in order. I just think the Gary Payton comes up. He he defends when it's necessary, basically. He's a great defender, but that's something that's needed for them. And I just feel like he just doesn't give him enough time on the court. So that's why. Do I think they're out? No, I don't think they're out yet. No, 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 no. I don't hear that fat lady singing. Oh, is that inappropriate now? But that's the term, so I'm gonna use it. That's yeah, the that's the saying. That's, that's, okay. that's, yeah. that's the saying. You know, we in 2023 and everybody's so sensitive, but I don't hear I don't hear that that lady singing just yet. So it ain't over for them yet. So it's 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 not over. And what they did in that first series, because the Kings should have won that series. I I mean I know the size is different and depends yeah. on Anthony Davis and Draymond Green's been struggling a little bit against Anthony Davis, but they should have won that last game that they played against the Lakers, and it was Seth Curry not understanding basketball situations and understanding that the team had a dag on timeout. Two bad shots from uh, Seth Steph <laughs> from Steph, and then you get the 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 ball after the jump ball. And you don't call a timeout, you just throw the ball away. First of all, who are you throwing the ball to? So it's just not paying attention, not being aware, not having basketball IQ when it's needed in crunch time. And that's what hurt them most. But I don't think they're out yet. I think they'll win the next game. Yeah, I, I, I think I texted you guys like during game two and said this is a bad matchup for Golden yeah, State. I just think the Lakers too are too long. Too long. And that's and that's why I don't think Golden State's gonna win. The Lakers are gigantic. And I, I'm just not okay. and they have the length to kind of bother Steph's shot, you know. So even though he's still getting his, it's not nearly as easy as it was in that uh King series. So I think they're done. Oh I think they're oh K Walk, you hear it, right? They have the length. To bother his shot, the top yeah. point guard in the history of the NBA by Jay's words, and he was being oh. bothered by a little oh. bit of money. Oh. Well, I, I saw Scotty oh. Pippen bother Magic as well. Like he oh. he took Magic completely out so, of his game. So, 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 so it's safe Magic for me to keep Scotty Pippen, in the <laughs> right? What's nope. that? So we it's safe for me to keep Scotty Pippen in my top ten. Right. Right. I don't think Scotty's a better player than Steph, but if, if you're not even your top ten, I, that's all right, K. Wall. But I don't know. If, I don't. I don't think he's a better player than Steph. Let me but tell you something, Jack. Lynn had 10. nothing to do with uh, Steph Curry. No disrespect. Steph Curry made the wrong decision. You've been killing AD off the dribble all game. Why not go back to it? You went right by him. He yeah, went I, by I, him, had I, AD turn, and then came back and allowed AD to uh yeah, I, I mean, I get that. You you could certainly make that case, but at the same time, I mean, this is a guy we've seen shoot 35 footers routinely. So, you know, is it really if, if somebody else is shooting that shot, I'd say, yeah, that's a bad shot. If Steph's shooting wow. that shot, is it is it a bad shot? I don't know. I as mean, long as he's not going against the length. As long as there's no length, he's good. Probability. He'll, he'll shoot that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not disagreeing that he <laughs> may have could have gotten a better shot, but we've certainly seen him make shots like that before. Um, K Walk, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Heat, Knicks. 
I think the Knicks are done. Miami just looks like yeah. a better team. Jimmy Butler's been playing great. I think the series is over. What say you? Um, as long as they have, meaning that he have the uh, that killer mentality, they want to finish it out. They want to close it out. They don't rest anyone. They don't take their foot off the pedal. I mean, off the gas, if you will. Then yeah, I, I say it's all. Right. I just think they're a better uh, all around team. They're a better coach team. They play well um, on both ends of the court. That I think they have the best player in this series, not in the playoffs, but in this series uh, right now. So, yeah, I think if they can do that, they can keep, they, they want to close this out, then um, then do it. Why not do it in the Mecca? Um, I know so many Nick fans and so many Nick fans right now. They slide in my DM. They talk all this junk. <laughs> what you saying now? You're not, you're so quiet right now. It's so quiet. But anyway, I love, I'm loving it. And Stephen A. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, where you at, brother? Where you at, brother? I know oh, you. Yeah, I know he you came. He hurt. <laughs> yeah, Stephen A. came out, and I'm talking April 30th. April 30th was the tip-off for that game, and you see all those Nick fans. You see all the Stephen A. fans. I want to be. I'll do a side by side. He always gets on Michael Irvin when Michael Irvin gets on the Cowboys about you know being that team, being that team, bigging them up. Stephen A. had that same energy, that same motivational uh, 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 grit, if you will. And then now they, they he's back and all he's quiet. I want to call for I'm calling for Julian Randall's trade. And, and, <laughs> you, uh, and, uh, you know how I get. You know how I get. You know how they they, they backing off of that. Yeah, go ahead. Did you see them pile up? Was that Times Square? I don't know where they were located. It looked yeah. like a parade in New yeah. York City because they won one playoff one game. Playoff game. I and said that that's that y'all game. expectation. That is sad. And Jay, and Jay, you asked me that last week if I would ever go to the garden. This is the reason why I would not go to the garden because this is the reason why I would not go to the garden. I would just wonder, yeah. I wouldn't do it because yeah. there'll be so many disappointed fans because they get so high in order to, to, to they build it up to let you down. They build it up to let you down. So yeah, I'm taking it. I'm taking yeah. It's, it's so it's so. With all that being said, Jay, I say if, if the Heat come out with the same mentality that they did in the last two or three games, then um, then yes, it's over. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes back to Miami and they close it out, though. You'll keep that in mind as well. Britt, is it over? Yes, it's over. Gentlemen, sweet. Two series in a row, it's over. Yeah. Like I said, I've heard people say that the Knicks are more talented. They have the more talented players, yada, yada, yada. I don't feel that way. Britt, Brit, listen reasons. to this, Britt. But I, I had one Nick. One Nick fan said, I wish we had a Jimmer Butler uh, caliber player on our team. <laughs> That's what um, one Nick fan said. Yeah. A Jimmy Butler caliber. Yeah, they player don't have it. They don't have it. No. No, they don't. Not one. But, Even if but, the one person has potential to be somewhat like that, he doesn't have that mindset. And that's Julius Randle. He, yeah. Yeah. He's he a B. checks him. He's not an he A. Checks, He's he a B. checks out. He's a yeah. C, in my opinion. Yeah. B minus C. Yeah. <laughs> He's a C, in my opinion. No. Um, no, he has the better coaching staff. To me, they have the better players. They play better team chemistry. Yeah. Um, have the mentality. No, no gentlemen, sweet. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. All right, that's at least one that we kind of all can agree on. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, Walt, man, let's go to your one ticket. This is a nice new segment yeah. that you bring in. You yeah. give us uh, one ticket. You give us some different events, and we have to choose just one of them. So, what you got right. for us this week? All right, no, we're up against the clock, so I'll make this quick, ladies and gentlemen. All right, this is um, – I have uh, – Britt, I'll start with you, ladies first, uh, on this one. Uh, is We got Jesse Owens, uh, where he won mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the long jump 
the 100 and the 200 meter mm-hmm. dash and the four by one mm-hmm. and the four by 100 relay and uh in Berlin. back in yeah Berlin. there you go good stuff okay. there you go i know you're a track person okay. that's why that's why i brought <laughs> this in in 1936 also on april 10th 1947 we had jackie robinson uh sign Ooh. his uh, yeah there you mm-hmm. go uh sign his uh his deal with the dodgers and um and five days later he uh he appeared in his first uh major league baseball game we had wilt chamberlain in 19 uh 1962 his mm-hmm. 100 point performance um yeah. as well and the fourth one I, I threw this one out especially for you i was thinking about you when i threw this one out is flojo 1988 mm-hmm. She's broke the record in the 100 meters at 10.49 and the 200 meters at 21.34. Both are still world records to this day. One ticket, four events. Which one are you using that ticket for? Oh, I didn't know you was going to put Flojo up in there. Makes my life harder. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Jay looked like he already knows what he's going to go with. It's tough. It's tough. Mm. But I think I know. Yeah. I think oh, I know what you're right. going to go with too, Jay. As much as I want to go with Flojo, and I really want to go with Flojo. But I'm torn between two of them because I will have loved to see the faces of these right? people. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going I'm with the same sure you guys one. I think, we all go, I think we all going right. to agree with this one. <laughs> and those two so far, I'm going to narrow it down to two. It's Jesse Owens in Berlin, and it's Jackie Robinson signing his. Uh, is it playing his first game or signing a contract? Sign the either contract. or. Sign yeah, either the or. Yes, yeah. both. You could do both. Same. You could use love... one ticket for both of those events. Can I really? Don't play with me. Yes, you can. Yeah. No, the same. Yeah, the signing and the playing of it. Yes, we'll make it one event there. Oh, okay. I got what you're saying. All right, I got what okay. you're saying. I thought you were talking about the Jesse Owens in the. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> Um, that too easy. Oh, so that's that's so hard. But you know what? Because it was such, they were both big. But this one was televised. This one had crowds in the stand. Nobody wanted him to win. The prejudice that he had to face, um, the disrespect he had to face, and still went out there, stayed focused. And I think he almost wanted to quit and just go home. But he had found the motivation to say, "I'm gonna go out there and win." And I that's Jesse Owens. I gotta go see Jesse Owens and the look right. on Adolf Hitler's face because they said he was mad. And I'm all here for that. So let's go to <laughs> Jesse Owens. And I got your back, my brother. Let's go. <laughs> all right, great stuff, Brett. Jay, what say you? It's tough, K Walk. These are all good ones. I, there's a part of me that wants to see Wilt because there's some people that say right. that that he never did, scored a hundred. There's right. no film or video of it, so <laughs> I, I want to go just to, to know if it actually really happened. Um, Owens and Robinson, both great events, but I'm going Flojo, man. Oh, I'm going wow. Flojo. I okay, want to see Flojo okay. run that hundred and two hundred, and also at at that event, you know. I'm getting a lot more too. I'm seeing a lot of other great races there as well. So mm-hmm. I'm getting a little more bang for my buck, maybe. So okay. I'm gonna take the Flojo man. Like wow. those records are still standing. Yes. So standing. That's yes. incredible stuff. So I'm going Flojo. I'm going Flojo. Okay. I you know what? I, I'm going Flojo as well. I thought that we were gonna it was gonna be that. I'm going Flojo as well. I mean, 
Ten four nine J. I ran the, you know, we, uh, you know, yeah, wanted, you're the uh, track guy too, K. Yeah, I won a, ch- a state championship in 1990. I, I quit the 100 because I wasn't fast. I think the fastest I ran was 11 one. That was the and fastest. You were, I and you were, and I was three steps behind you. So <laughs> that, that tells you something right there. <laughs> and, and in 200, I still hold the record for sentimental at 21 six, and she ran 21 three four, and that's saying a lot, bro. That's saying a lot, and. Um, you know, so I, I was wanting to see that flow, Joe. Um, and then she died at such a young age, young yeah, age of uh, 30, 38, 38, 38, 38, 38. Yeah. So, yeah, I would have loved to seen that, man. I mean, especially with, with uh, um, again, those records still standing for sure. So I'm going to go flow, Joe, there for sure. So that's my one ticket. But great stuff. Yeah, guys. yeah that's yeah, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was sitting here like because y'all know I love flow, Joe. I, yeah, I know. Just, I know. I, I saw you a track person. Day. Yeah, I was the other day. I was watching a documentary for that. Uh, was it Soul? Soul? I forgot. Yeah, Soul. 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 Yeah. Soul. Mm-hmm. Soul. Yeah. I was watching a documentary mm-hmm. for it, and I got in Flojo. And I fast forward to the Flojo part, mm-hmm. both of her races, and I was just like, mm-hmm. "Look yeah. at her run." So, yeah. Yeah. incredible. But, and you motivated I mean, me too, Britt, because when you had Richardson, right. you put in our our thread of Mitch Richardson, and then she uh, she won her right. race. Yeah. So let me let me throw Ooh, let me throw she, a track one in there. Who, if yeah. you look at how Richardson is dressed, this comes from Flojo. Flojo started yeah. the long mm-hmm. hair, the nails, the nails, the, yeah, the the the, the, the uh, colorful track suits, mm-hmm. and just looking good on the track, basically. Yeah. But I think I just had to make the decision mm-hmm. of as iconic as mm-hmm. iconic. As as that was the Jesse Owens in the track, um, the track, you know, <clears throat> track yeah. and field was just game changing. What he did, it was just game changing for the future track stars um, yeah. later down the line. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you can't lose with any of these. These are all great okay. ones. All right, all right let's um let's roll into our rants and and I know K Walk, your rant and who's ball and it is a combo. So I'm gonna let you yeah. be the last rant. In the right. first ball, and so you can just kind of roll roll into it that way. All Britt, right. you got a rant for us this week? What you got? <laughs> I, I don't. Um, I I really don't. That's but okay. I'm about to rant on these Sixers if they don't play the three better. That's what I'm about to do. <laughs> I see all smart. Right, Marcus right. smart. Do a wide open three again. We gonna have a problem. I'm, that's all what right. I'm a rant about. Where in the heck Marcus Smart become a good shooter from? I watch these games and I'm like, okay, good. Marcus Smart got Marcus Smart got the ball, and he drills these threes every single time. It drives me insane. So that's not really a rant, guys. But I just want him to play smart. He's playing smart, right? Right. He almost killed (laughs) it. But no, I don't, guys. I don't really have a rant. Just. Hopefully yeah. the Sixers win. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't have anything to rant about either this huh? week, guys. There was nothing that really kind of got me going this week. So, mm-hmm. K-Walk, I'm just going to – I'm not going to waste wow. any time. I'm just no going to turn it over to you, man. I know you got a rant and a ball yeah. and all, all wrapped up in one, and then, then Britt and I will do our who's ball and after you. So, go ahead, man. All Take right. it away. Floor is yours. All right. Nope. No pressure, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm <laughs> I'm going to go with my who's balling, and I roll into uh, the rant as well. Is who balling is uh, her name is um, Gaiola Simone. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I call her G Simone, and and who she is is she's a um, she's a baseball player, baseball player, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, she is a baseball player, not a softball player. Um, last uh, yesterday, I was uh, she was played against my uh, my son's baseball team. They wind up winning the game, meaning my son's baseball team in extra innings. 
She is a second baseman. She starts for the varsity uh, baseball team for mm-hmm. the Valley Stream South Falcons mm-hmm. team. She's um she's an underclassman. And I don't mean she's an underclassman. I mean she's a junior. She's a sophomore. She's a freshman. She's an eighth grader. What? She's an eighth grader. Eighth grader. What? Eighth grader plays second base, starts at second base, played the entire game, um, went to extra innings. Um, I, I put my son on the journalist uh, assignment tonight because they played. They're having they have a three game mm-hmm. set with them. Yeah. So they they lost to them today. My son's team lost to them eight four. She had a single. My son, I said, please <laughs> report to me what she did because I want to talk about her. Yeah. And I meant to. I went. I meant to. Um, re, uh, I meant to uh, interview her and her coach yesterday mm-hmm. after the game, but the game ended in such dramatic fashion. I just lost track of, of doing yeah. that. So we play again tomorrow. So I want to. I'm going to have that for you guys next week. Um, but awesome stuff from her. Um, she beats out. They have like five guys on their bench, mm-hmm. and she beats them out. Coach raves about her, and I watched her, and I'm like, "Is that a girl, or is this that? Is this a kid with nice hair? You know, because you know that was <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. it's right. female, and she is really good. She's poised, and again, she's 14 years old and eighth grade, playing very well. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a single yesterday. She had a single tonight um, as well. So shout out to her for for her. Um, I call her G Simone. I can't pronounce her name. I want to make sure I get the, the correct pronunciation tomorrow. That I, way I can bring it back to you guys next week. But I'm calling her G Simone tonight. She has been absolutely balling. And with that being mm-hmm. said, my rant is about women. Women, especially this coming weekend with, with Mother's Day. Women, you can actually do whatever you want. You can be whatever you want. You can go against whoever you want and be whoever you want. You can be the president of the United States. You can be the starting second baseman for your baseball team, whoever you want. I want you women to, to, if you're listening right now, to understand that you can be whoever you want. Just put that focus in and and, and go out there and dive into it because we are focused on you and we understand how smart you are, how passionate you are, and how determined you are to be whatever you want to be. So continue to do what you want to do, women, because, oh, my God, you guys are firing me up. And and, and it's no better timing than to be for the Mother's Day weekend, for sure. And with that being said, all the mothers out there have a safe and happy Mother's Day, uh, for sure. Good stuff. Drop the bars to pop. We got to get you a hip-hop name. Yeah, that's going to be tough to follow, man. That's the stuff you want. But um, I'll jump in on who's balling just so Britt doesn't steal my guy. I got Devin Booker, man. Devin Booker has been ridiculous. He's been phenomenal. I think he's shooting like 70% from the floor, over 50% from three. He's just on a phenomenal run. Hopefully he can keep it going tonight. But Devin Booker, absolutely balling. Britt, who you got? I want to show some love to the underdog, uh, the ones that don't get much attention, the ones are really not known, I guess, in this league too much in the NBA. And then the 104, 101 Lakers victory over the wonderful Golden State Warriors. I got to give love to my man, Lonnie Walker, came alive in the fourth quarter. And the only reason why the Lakers won is because Lonnie Walker did what he did in that fourth quarter where he dropped 15 points to save that Lakers victory. Lakers, again, do not win if Lonnie Walker did not do what he did. So, Lonnie, 
Always what? somebody stepping oh, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always yeah, somebody great. stepping up for the Lakers. Yeah, they do, man. Every every mm-hmm. every game they get somebody to step up that that you're not expecting and he he was great last night for sure. All right, good stuff y'all. That was fun, Britt. Let the people know where they can find you and if there's anything you're looking forward mm-hmm. to this week. Um, you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram at Brittany Monique at the bottom mm-hmm. of my screen. What I'm looking forward to basketball is play, NBA playoff time. That's really it. Um, oh, track and field is ramping up again and again. Shout out to Sh- Sh- uh, Shakari Richardson who beat a big time Jamaican runner. And uh, yeah, uh, I can't think uh, Jackson. I can't think of her for Sharika Sh- 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 Jackson. I think yeah, Sharika yeah. Jackson. That was a big time victory. So hopefully she keeps that momentum uh, going. But that's all. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm going to stay up tonight and watch game five of the Suns and the Nuggets because this is a huge one. If the Suns can pull this off, I think they get out of the series. So, yeah, just all NBA playoffs. And you can find me at Jason Talk Sports on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay, Walt? Yeah, I'm, I'm right along with you guys. I'm going to finish watching this, uh, this, this Sixers-Boston game. It's going to turn out to be a great one. They're at 14. Sixers, wow, I think they're going to close this one out tonight. Or maybe yeah, it's looking like um, it. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm gonna be up. I don't it's have to get up tomorrow. Early. Don't get me all hyped up. It's still early. <laughs> uh, uh, they, 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 they I ain't trying to be play. a New York fan. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think it's late in the game to make necessary adjustments or a critical adjustment. I think the only thing they have to do is continue to knock down their, their the shots that they've been getting. Uh, so with that being said, um. Um, I don't have to get up early tomorrow to take my son to school because they're off tomorrow. So I'll stay up for that uh, that son's uh, that son's Nuggets game to see how that plays out. Um, Mother's Day weekend is coming up. Um, so um, again, shout out to the the mothers uh, this weekend. Um, have a safe and and and, and happy and blessed uh, day for sure. Every day is Mother's Day as far as I'm concerned. Um, but you can catch me on um, Instagram Kevin.Walker142. Twitter, Kevin Walker142, and then Facebook. And uh, tomorrow night, you can catch me on uh, K Walker's uh, Sports Talk with K Walker and E Scott on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The link will be on those uh, those uh, pages I just mentioned. And um, just looking forward to some, some some great basketball, guys, and uh, and, and looking forward to hopefully, uh, you know, uh, you know what? I don't want to say, hopefully, my, my, my heat can close <laughs> out the Knicks. Hopefully my heat can close out the Knicks and um and put that sourpuss face on Spike Lee. Spike Lee, I still love you, brother. You know, we we always do the right thing for you because of you. Um, but yeah, and and I, I don't want to see the Sixers. Britt, I love you, but I don't want to see the Sixers. They scare me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good stuff. All right, y'all. That was fun. Good stuff. Everyone, thank you for listening. Please hit that subscribe, share, like button. Um, also check us out on Apple, Google, and Spotify if you just want to listen to the podcast. And we'll be back next week live at 7 p.m. For Brittany Jones and Kevin Walker, I'm Jason Collins, and we'll see you next week. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. We love you guys, all of you out there. Have a good night. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports.